Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Introducing first, speaking out of Akron, Ohio, representing Team Popping the Boys, the headline god, Jeremy Lambert, and his co-host, speaking out of Atlanta, Georgia, representing more than one royal family, the king of indie viewing, Stephen Jensen, and this is the Spotlight on Fightful. Hello, welcome everyone to the Spotlight here on Fightful. Shout out to the great MLJ, Big Dick Emil, for doing yes. a special intro for us. Uh, we got we got banned, the, the copyright on Big Dick Dave expired. So MLJ, who does the ring announcing for GCW, he put that together. He did the... The introduction there for us so thank you mlj we appreciate it buddy yes thank you i very very much appreciated I guess the man I don't need to... the best the best in the game he is he's fight denise salcedo i guess i don't need to do uh you know the intros now emil just does it we just jump right into things before we jump right into things though jensen i do want to give a, a shout out to our pal share delaware she's going through surgery today uh you go to her page share delaware donate to to go fund me uh subscribe to her of if, if that's your if that's your style however you can support her to to help her with uh the, what she's going through right now please do that uh so shout out to share she's been on the show before she's done the the bit with the the, the stardust bit that she did she committed to the bit so much she got a stardust tattoo so hope everything goes well for her today jensen you ready to talk about a lot going on in the world of wrestling i am let's do it man here we go. We're going to start with our AEW spotlight. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show. And I think it's been a run of great shows. A lot happened last night on AEW Dynamite, Steven Jensen. And it got off to a banging start with Jeffrey Jarrett, who just secures the bag everywhere he goes. He made a surprise appearance. He knocked out Darby Allen with a guitar. He cut a 20-minute promo, I'm pretty sure. And then it was announced that he is a business director in AEW. So he is officially all elite, Jeff Jarrett is. I mean, I'd say, I, I'd say I'm surprised that Jeff Jarrett showed up in AEW, but like I'm not because I feel Jeff Jarrett is this is what he does, right? He's everywhere. 
He's been in AAA this year. He was on SummerSlam. He worked for WWE earlier. He's GCW beating all their top guys. Jeff Jarrett's everywhere. Yeah, uh, this this is pretty awesome. It's wild because, like, the way he's, like, left some of these companies too recently because he was, like, signed to the WWE and then, like, gone. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it feels like he's, like, popping up places. It feels like he's going to be there for a while. And then, like, he's gone all of a sudden. But then he resurfaces somewhere else. Then, of course, he has his podcast with Conrad and everything. So, like, there's, like, you know, so he's he's out there. Like, he's out there in the wrestling world. And the wrestling fans are talking about him pretty consistently. It's pretty crazy because, like, honestly, this feels like maybe kind of like the freshest Jeff Jarrett has felt in, like, a long time in a lot of ways. As weird as that sounds. Because, like, he's in such good shape. You know what I mean? Like, he looks like he can just go. I, I know he had the match with, he had the match of Ric Flair's, you know, last match and everything. Quote, unquote, last match. Don't believe, don't believe that. Um, but, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just kind of feels like, like when I remember my brother saying something when we were watching, uh, what was it, SummerSlam, where he was the special referee? Yeah. My I remember my brother turning to me, because he, he hadn't seen, like, the GCW stuff. And he, my brother turned to me, and he was like, Dude, Jeff Jarrett's in incredible shape. He was like, this guy looks like he could be like the champion now. Because like he was wearing like the cutoff, like referee sleeves. And I was like, yeah, dude, Jeff, Jeff's killing it right now, dude. I mean, I got we gotta give him credit. It's funny because like he was so just so hated, especially in like the early 2000s, like the 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 late like 90s, early 2000s WCW run, you know, depending on how big of a WCW fan you are, that's the whole like NWO silver and, and, and black thing didn't work for most people. And I get that. And then like Jeff Jarrett and TNA and he, him be kind of like the triple H, like holding people down there and stuff like that. And like winning the title over and over again. Um, it, for people who don't really, who don't know, like Jeff Jarrett was like one of like the most hated figures in wrestling back in those days. But now I feel like it's come full circle and it's like, I think, I feel like the fans kind of love Jeff Jarrett now. Now, at the very least, you got to respect the the hustle and the ability to just pop up all these places. I mean, it's pretty – I'll tell you what. I didn't expect to see Jeff Jarrett pop up last night and hit Darby Allen with the guitar. I, I didn't expect to see that. The the man secures the bag. What, whatever you got to say about Jeff Jarrett, the man just finds a way to stick around. And not just stick around, but like – stay super relevant in major companies it's not like i mean he has the podcast with conrad but like everybody has the podcast nowadays kevin nash uh gets a lot of credit rightfully so for just securing the bag and being a great worker for not doing too much work but jared's got him beat man this man was selling gold bars he had people convinced to buy gold bars for a company that went nowhere but then he sold that company to impact or partnered with impact. So we get back in their good graces goes to WWE goes to, to GCW now in AEW. he's working behind the scenes. I'm cool with Jeff Jarrett working behind the scenes. Cause it sounds like, but for, from uh, multiple parties, he was doing a good job at that role at WWE when he was director of like live events. And then, you know, triple H is like, eh, we're going to give this spot to road dog. This is 1996 all over again. And, or I guess 95, uh, 95, 96 all over again. The click doesn't like Jeff Jarrett. We're going to give this spot to our pal, the roadie and you're out of here. And then Jeff's like, all right, let me come to me. Let me come over to AEW here and start doing their live event development. So the interesting thing to me here is Tony Khan said, and I want to make sure I get this, uh, tweet. Correct. 
So Jeff Jarrett is the director of business of development. And Tony Khan said, I look forward to expanding the AEW live events calendar in 2023. Do we think that AEW is going to now run house shows in 2023? Because they haven't done that. It's always just been television. They ran the the house always wins show uh, way back when that no one is apparently ever going to see in in history. But are we thinking that house shows are coming for AEW? Because I feel like it is. I feel like it probably is also based on the tweet. When you know last night when I saw the Jeff Jarrett is all elite graphic, I was like, "Wow, this is this is real. That's 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 wild." Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah, I uh, I think that the you know, the probably do house shows. I don't think I don't know if it's a good idea or not. I mean, obviously they would. Uh, the Tony Khan and, and the the powers in charge at, at AEW wouldn't do it if they thought it was a bad idea. Obviously, I just don't. I don't see the really the purpose in I shouldn't say I don't see the purpose in house shows. I do, but I feel like they're I don't know. Ever since the pandemic, I feel like there's just less and less emphasis on like the need for something like that. Like I feel like doing house shows occasionally is a cool thing, and it could be a big money maker, but it could also be a big like money pit if people aren't really like coming to these live live events either. You know, I I, I have faith in AEW's ability to draw. Um, you know, they've, they've had, they had a great track record up through like the first, you know, three years or whatever that they've been around. But I kind of think a big part of what makes them as, uh, as like attractive as they are, is that they, that they like, that they don't, oh, I mean, you know, I know they're on like AW dark and elevation and rampage and stuff, but like, there's a lot of the viewership that just watches dynamite and maybe rampage and then catches it. It kind of fills in the blanks, you know? You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things where yeah. I just don't know. Like, I don't know if they nece- if the fan base necessarily needs the extra house shows when I feel like their current business model is doing them pretty well, in my opinion. I think live events can can be a good thing as long as you're not running too many. I mean, WWE live event right. business was way down before the pandemic. And I think it's ticked up a little bit just because people were excited to see live action again. Uh, but I their house show schedule is like too much. They sometimes they run two a night on the weekends because they have the split brands. Sometimes they only do uh, t- uh, two per per the weekend. I think if AEW can stick to something like just run every every Saturday, maybe in like the smaller markets, because you do need to hit some of these smaller markets and just see what your business is going to be like. In these markets, is they run Chicago every single month. Okay, we we know they can go there and be fine, but they they need to start running like some smaller markets and just see like, all right, maybe we can run bigger here because there is a demand on this stuff. If you just keep it at one a week, maybe a Saturday. Uh, if you don't have, I don't know if you want to run it the same night as the uh, as a taped rampage, but a, a Friday, maybe even like a Sunday, a Sunday night type of thing saturday might be eh, are we gonna go see wrestling that night but obviously it's gonna be a weekend show i and then when you have the pay-per-view you're obviously not gonna run it a pay-per-view weekend i think they can get away with doing one show on the weekend though and some smaller markets just to see how how their business would do in some of these areas of the country so we'll see if they end up going the the live event route it seems like it it could be coming maybe Maybe Tony is just talking about, you know, they're going to have ROH TV soon. That seems very likely for 2023. Tony seems very confident about that. That's going to add another event to their schedule unless they tape that 
before before rampage and they move into just a live rampage every single um every every single week because right now it's starting to become live every week but for the majority of its run it's been taped after dynamite if they add roh either as a weekly show on its own or taped before uh, taped before Rampage, that'll that's going to increase their schedule regardless because ROH is actually a show you're going to have to put thought and talent into where if you're just taping Dark and Dark Elevation, you don't need to just like, hey, here's this squash match, which Joey Janela finds boring. So that's going to increase their, their live event schedule a little bit as well. I think we're just going to get more AEW in 2023. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? I don't think it's... It remains to be seen if it's just live event stuff. I don't think it's a bad thing. If they're going to try to just like do more television, obviously if it's ROH separately, it's fine. There's definitely, AW is definitely a little bit down when it comes to to ticket sales and and flat when it comes to ratings and everything right now. I don't think you want to continue to to feed this and just over overdo things because that's how, that's what leads to burnout and everything. And you can only have so many surprises when it comes to to this kind of stuff. Um, But if it's live event stuff, it's just running some smaller shows in some smaller markets. Fans get a chance to, you know, in North Dakota or whatever, get a chance to see John Moxley. Cool. Good on it. Good on it. As far as Jeff Jarrett is a television character. (laughs) I mean, I just assume he's going to win the AEW world title at at full gear. He's going to win the tournament. He's going to be in the title eliminator tournament. He's going to win that. And then winter is coming. AEW world champion, Jeff Jarrett crowned Ed Winter is coming. That's what's going to happen. Cool. Well, I mean, I think it's pretty clear that we're going to be getting a big time tag team match soon between Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus Sting and Darby Allen as well. So that'll Seems be like uh, that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that'll. Yeah, Maggie. <laughs> yeah. You, you put Shinska in the title of the video, dear. Oh, well, somebody catch me on this. I'm, I'm... Oh, I, 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 caught, I caught it right when it was, it was going live and forgot to say anything about it. Thank you, Maggie. Shinska. Shinska, Nakam, Shinska Nakamura. Uh, we'll be talking about him a little bit later. Um, I, listen, I think Jeremy's trying Sorry, to Sorry, everybody. That's okay. No, thanks, J- thanks, Maggie, for saying something about it and so helping us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I'm excited for Jeff Jarrett in, in, in AEW. Like I, I I I popped for it last night. I, me and you were actually busy as it was happening, and then I caught it afterwards. I was like, "Wait a second, Jeff Jarrett just debuted. <laughs> what just happened?" I was because... watching it uh, while we were like recording. I had oh, you, mean, you just didn't say anything. Yeah, didn't I didn't say anything because I didn't want to spoil it for you. Uh, no, no, I appreciate that. I actually do appreciate that. So, um, but uh, but yeah. Yeah, you got that. You got that. You got that edited, Jerry. Yeah, I'm editing it. Uh, yeah, I I don't know if uh we we need to see Jeff Jarrett on television every single week doing different things. I mean, we didn't have any MJF last night. MJF was just True. out, nothing regarding him, and then here's Jeff Jarrett doing 20 minute promos. Dude, I've <laughs> is... heard I've heard I've heard more and more. By the way, we don't have to deep dive into this because it isn't one of our topics. But like, I um. I hear there's a lot of people that think that the whole MJF thing is like, it isn't a, there's two schools of thought. Either it's a babyface turn or because he's the devil, he let them beat the hell out of him. And that's like part of the story. You know what I've I mean? I've heard. Like, yeah. I've heard that, you know, that's, that's a, that's a theory. 
that's out there is that this is all a plan and he's not really turning baby face. I mean, we'll see, we'll see what happens full gears in a, in a couple of weeks. Now it feels like a mistake leaving MJF off of television, but I understand like letting, letting stuff breathe a little bit. So, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd take MJF off TV at all. I guess you can't cut the, he can't keep doing promos and stuff. And you had the firm there. You had Moxley there. Um, yeah, taking your hottest guy off TV for a week, just a couple weeks out from the from the pay per view, is tough. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see. I'm sure the ratings will be out, you know, later on today. And I don't know if MJF not being there is going to have any huge impact. But if it does, then I'm sure he'll he'll tweet about it. He'll be like, "Well, this is what happens when when Daddy's not on the show." They got to stop doing the same finish at the end of every damn show, though. Wardlow, this Wardlow and Joe stuff. It's here comes Wardlow to save Joe. Here comes Joe to save Wardlow, and then maybe somebody else gets attacked. And Book a new Hobbs finish, Tony. Yeah, and then Hobbs and it's like because it looks like they're gonna make an alliance where like Hobbs is at least they're teasing he's gonna be with the embassy, or you know it's it's I don't interesting. Think he is. I don't I don't know if he will either, but I just think it's interesting that like it's him and Brian Cage, which was like Team Taz before. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like we already had. We've already seen this kind of in a way, you know? Um, Shady, anyway. why are you salty? Were you at the show last night and you didn't get to see MJF? I would like I would like to know mm. your, your saltiness. I hope you're not um, salty over us. By the way, if you want to send a super chat, we'll make sure to put it on the screen, read your questions, and answer your, answer your questions, read your statements, all that kind of stuff. Hit the thumbs up yes. button if you haven't already. We appreciate that. Leave us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel as well. Uh, my spotlight this week, Jensen, is Shibata. This was a yeah. big surprise. I yeah. mean, Jeff Jarrett was a big surprise, but Katsuyori Shibata showing up to save Orange Cassidy. Not only to save Orange Cassidy, sign the contract. We are getting Shibata against Orange Cassidy on Rampage tomorrow. Shibata's done two matches since returning. He he did the, the exhibition match against Zack Sabre Jr., and then he had like an actual match against Ren Narita. And now he's facing Orange Cassidy. Uh, according to Meltzer, he wants to face Brian Danielson. I, look, I'm all for Shibata and AW, especially when we didn't think this guy would be wrestling uh, ever again. This is a great return. This was a huge surprise that Shibata is going to be wrestling in an AEW ring tomorrow night. Yeah, I love this. And on top of how just badass it is that this match is going to happen, I think it's very smart that they put it on rampage because like even as a, as a diehard AW fan myself, like I miss rampage pretty often, you know, for either doing other stuff on a Friday night or like there might be other independent wrestling shows that I want to watch live and I can kind of, you know, catch up on AW later and stuff like that. And this is a guaranteed way to get people like me to tune into rampage. Like I'm not going to miss Shibata versus orange Cassidy live. Like that's, that's awesome. I'm a huge Shibata fan. Um, he's one of my favorite wrestlers ever out of New Japan Pro Wrestling, uh, and also one of the biggest what if you know kind of stories in wrestling history due to his injuries and, and his. It's very Danielson esque in a lot of ways, which makes sense that you know the two of them would would wrestle each other at some point soon too, and they both have interest in wrestling each other. But like when Shibata went out with his injury that's kept him out for all these years, it looked like he was really finally being positioned as like potentially one of the next guys for the world title 
which at the time that world title was like, I mean, it's still to this day, it's hard. It's very hard to achieve like the, the IWGP world championship, but um, back then, especially because of the, just how stacked that roster was with like established talent at the top. And uh, cause he had, he, cause he was, he was there. He got, he got hurt. I can't remember the exact timeline, but we got it. I got to believe it was like right around like, the Okada and Kenny matches and like Nakamura probably was there or had just left. It was 2017. It was 2017. Okay. So like, so, so yeah, so I'm right around there, right? Bullet club was like still a thing or like maybe it just, the point is like new Japan had a lot of buzz. They had a ton of talent and Shibata looked like he was like really one of those breakout guys. Like who was, who was going to be the world champion at some point in the near future. And that, and he, and got, he got, hurt got hurt in the match with Okada for the IWGP heavyweight title. Right, right. And he was having, like, bangers with Ishii. I know those guys wrestled each other, like, for years and years before and stuff. But, like, my, my whole point is, like, Shibata, like, seeing Shibata wrestling ever again is is great. Like, it's awesome that we're even getting to see it and we're getting to see it in AEW. Orange Cassidy, I could see why some people might be, like, this kind of a weird choice. But the two guys do know each other and, like, there is, like, some history there. But, um, I mean, if let me put it this way, and I think I kind of know what you're getting at a little bit with like bringing up Danielson. I think we're still gonna get Danielson and Shibata. Like, I think that will happen at like a big pay per view, probably Forbidden Door or something like that. But like, I think that might. Uh, I was gonna say Wrestle Kingdom, but they're in Seattle that Wednesday for Dynamite, saying that and like Danielson ain't missing that one. Yeah. So, so I'm just thinking, you know, like. It'd be one thing if it was like, okay, we only get one Shibata match in AEW. We got to choose one person. And if they chose Orange Cassidy, I could see people being like, all right, that's awesome. But like, Danielson's right there. But if we're getting both of these matches, how awesome is that? We get an Orange Cassidy Shibata match on Rampage, and then we get Danielson Shibata at, at Forbidden Door or something like that. I mean, that's. And then, like you said, what a surprise. I didn't expect it at all. I heard the theme music, and I was like, this has to be a mistake. Like, what? And then. Here comes Shibata, man. That was that was awesome. And and here's another layer to this too. This really, in my opinion, legitimizes the importance of the all all the of the All Atlantic Championship because, like, no disrespect to Pac. Pac's one of the best performers in the world. The guy's awesome, and I was I was happy to see him with that championship. But I it just felt like it just it was kind of. I don't know. It's like lost in the mix. Like there's no real like identity to the title outside of like, you put like your, your country's flag on, you know, you're kind of on your back when you, when you challenge for this title and stuff. But like now it's like, okay, orange Cassidy has the title. Where's this going to go? Cause orange Cassidy's kind of a comedy wrestler, but he's like really over in AEW and he is a great in-ring worker um, represents America. You know? So it's like, okay, we can, I'm interested to see where this goes, but then it's like, Oh, Shabbat is interested in winning this title. Okay, that puts us on a different level now. Because, like, if we're going to have challengers like Shibata popping in for this thing, like, that's, you know. And so I, I think it accomplishes a lot. It gets people to tune into Rampage on Friday that might not otherwise tune in on Friday nights. Um, it legitimizes the championship even more because Shibata wants to go after it. It's going to be a badass match. And uh, it's like it's just a giant win all the way around, in my opinion. They need something for, for Rampage because I feel the cards lately have been just sort of weak. And yeah. like this is a this is a big match. Be like, oh okay, Rampage feels actually special uh, on, on this one. I'm like, it, I don't know how much Shibata appeals to the casual fan 
but certainly appeals to me as a, as a big time wrestling fan who covers a bunch of different companies and everything. It's just great to see him wrestle again. I did not have on my bingo card, his third match back being in AW <laughs> ring. Uh, I think orange Cassidy is a good opponent for a variety of reasons. I don't know how healthy Shibata is. He wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. in, a, in an exhibition grappling match. He wrestled Ren. Uh, in the, he took some shots in that match, but relatively safe. Orange Cassidy, a relatively safe style. You know, he's going to do his kicks, the punch. He's not going to go full on, take your head off type of thing. Danielson can do that, but Danielson can also just go straight technical match and, and really protect a guy. I, ju- I don't know how healthy shibata is how much he's he's willing to do or can do i feel like he's willing to do whatever because he's he's a crazy man uh but i don't know how how safe they, they want to be with him i assume it'd be relatively safe and that's why he's going to get the opponents he gets they they did tease shibata and osprey for forbidden door um see osprey's a guy where i don't know if i want to go in there against that guy and because osprey will take your damn head off and are they willing to risk something like that not sure um, Shady is very fired up about AEW Dynamite and how it has lost its way mm. with things. Hey, another, they're, they're, she's not all, or I shouldn't say, I can't see the avatar from here, but Shady, um, I, uh, I, you're not, you're not alone. I, I know there's, there is a, a good chunk of the fan base that kind of feels that way right now, um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, and they, they also mentioned, um, Orange Cassidy is the avatar for the U.S., which actually is funny how they've kind of, because that kind of is true, like the just like the lazy American stereotype or whatever. But yeah, just yeah, um, we're all fucking lazy here in America. Yeah. Taking a nap after this show. I'm working for eight hours after this show. Nine hours after. Sounds this awful. Show. Yeah. A special special spotlight, Jensen. When it comes to AEW, I'm old and I'm fucking tired, and I work with fucking children. I'm tired of wrestling these kids that think they uh, they know everything. So CM Punk is off television. Probably not going to be back. Who was back last night, Steven Jensen? Boom, boom, boom. Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana was back challenging for the ROH World Championship. What a massive dick swinging move by Tony. And I think Chris Jericho as well, because Jericho, who reportedly aired his grievances with Punk uh, after everything, was probably like, let's just give Colt this match. All right, let's let's get Colt out here and let's do this. Punk ain't coming back. Just right there to see him Punk, it felt like. I popped for this. What a move. What a move by these guys. What a move. Well, the second I heard that theme song, I said out loud, I was like, okay, so Punk's not coming back. Okay. They pretty much just confirmed that right now. Um, dude, y'all, y'all know how I feel about Punk. I don't need to get into all of that. I'll, hey, I'll say, um, and y'all know, here's the thing. Y'all know how I feel about Punk. Y'all know how I feel about Jericho. I think Jericho's the GOAT. I love this kind of stuff. I, I, I think you're exactly right in everything you just said. Um, and, uh, and yeah, we'll see what the how, what the future for CM Punk looks like. Uh, she, he can't go back to fighting. Uh, he might be able to go back to the WWE, but there's a lot of reasons why I feel like that's probably not a great idea in the long term um, for the WWE. 
um, and for probably CM Punk. Um, I have no idea what his other options are. He's not going to wrestle the Indies. He's not going to. I mean, I know a company like Impact Wrestling, I'm sure, would would die to have him, but like that's not going to ever work out. And they got to pay out the ass to get him, um, and then deal with what you got to deal with. You know, just see. Uh, here we go. Steven Jensen dresses his enemies. I'm not doing this again this week. Once again, listen, I'll say it one more time. CM Punk's AEW run was incredible. It really, really was. Um, from his return against Darby through the Kingston stuff, the MJF stuff was literally some of the best stuff I've ever seen in the history of pro wrestling. The dog collar match, incredible. CM Punk's run in AEW on screen, absolutely fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Got to give him all the credit in the world. Um but at this point, I don't think he's worth the. Uh, I don't think he's worth the uh, the headache. And he's gonna show up at Bellator. That's where CM Punk's gonna go. <laughs> I mean, they can afford him. Bellator's you know backed by Viacom. Do you think? So. Do you think Kai brings up a good point? You should box some YouTubers. How much does CM Punk against Jake Paul See, draw? The problem is though, a lot of like people don't understand. Like I'm not saying Kai doesn't, um, by specifically, but like. The reason that CM Punk probably wouldn't box YouTubers is because a lot of those guys would would destroy him. Like Jake it's a, Paul, it's a would, Jake Paul would knock him out so quickly. It would no, absolutely. I mean, in, in to be fair, I mean Jake Paul would just beat Anderson Silva. People can have their opinions of like how legitimate that is or whatever. Listen, Anderson Silva, even though he's forty seven years old, that's still Anderson Silva, one of the greatest strikers in the history of combat sports, one of the best MMA fighters ever. And Jake Paul is a guy who hasn't been training for very long, only fights like once a year and legitimately knocked Anderson on his ass in the eighth round. I mean, like there's, but yes, to your point, he would knock out CM Punk literally within, within seconds, within the first couple punches thrown, it would unquestionably. Um, But here's the thing, like CM Punk could, he could do all right against like, see, like, here's the thing, even like the levels down, like there's like Supreme Patty and like, KSI and like those guys, those guys would all destroy CM Punk also. Like, so we're talking like we'd have, it would have to be like CM Punk versus like Aaron Carter for it to be competitive. And I just don't see that shit. Yeah, no. Oh dude, I agree. Cause also to be fair, I would take Aaron Carter if I'm being completely honest. (laughs) I saw Aaron Carter box Lamar Odom and just once again, yeah, I mean, and and Aaron Carter is not a good fighter, but like CM Punk's terrible. So like you like you like so my, so that's that's my whole. People get so mad about me saying talking about this too. And that's why I don't like going down the rabbit hole because it sounds like I'm just this giant this giant hater. But like I'm really not. It's just unfortunately for y'all, I follow combat sports really closely. I follow boxing. I follow influencer boxing. I follow mixed martial arts. So I, I I've I've seen it with my own eyes. You know what I mean? And so have a lot of other people. You know, I'm not the only one who says this stuff. So. Anyway, I need CM Punk against Dad, Our old pal. Dad, dad would destroy him, dude. It wouldn't even be close. See, that's the thing. Like, like, <laughs> like, 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 Salt Bay or Salt Poppy, and like all those guys would would destroy CM Punk in a real fight. Like, and that's 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 the problem. Is like, if you're Punk, you don't want to take those fights because like you don't want to get knocked out by some hype beast, twenty two year old YouTuber, TikToker, or whatever. It's embarrassing for someone like Punk, I'm sure. So like, so he'd have to go against like the lowest hanging fruit. And then still risk losing to that person, you know? So I just don't... You see, like, it'd have to be, like, Aaron Carter or, like, Skinny from the Nine or, like, one of these guys who are just really bad at boxing. But, like, like here's a good here's a good one. So coming up in a couple weeks, um, we're going to have Ice Poseidon versus Brandon Buckingham in Influencer Boxing. 
I could, it, depending on how bad those guys look, like I could, I, I think Brandon's probably going to look all right. Ice, I'm, I'm pretty concerned about, but like Ice Poseidon versus like CM Punk would be like interesting to me. Um, anyways. I have no idea who these people are, but I'm all in on CM but, Punk but, doing celebrity boxing. But see, but this is once again, like, this is why you have to, like, people get mad at me for saying this kind of stuff. You got to listen to the names I'm saying, then look Fuck these them people if, up if you want Jensen. to. Well, I'm not gonna fight anybody over because there's actually been people that have been like, "Dude, you would never fight CM Punk for real. Like, you would never say these things to his face." And I'm like, "No, I would never like go up to him trying to start a fight. Like, I'm not. I'm not might try to start. They might try to fight you. But what I'm just saying, like, if you got in my face, I wouldn't be intimidated. If any other wrestler in the world did, I'd be like, "Yo, I'm sorry. I whatever I said. Like, <laughs> just, you know what I mean? Whatever I said, I take back. You know what I mean? Any other wrestler in the world." If it was him, I just wouldn't. I just tried to point and be intimidated. Like, it's just, <laughs> just be like, okay, like what's your what's your problem? You know, like I'm not I'm not lying about any of this stuff. I'm just I'm literally just telling the truth. <laughs> Somebody said Luis said uh, CM Punk should do the challenge. So the challenge is up against it. It, it airs on Wednesdays, um, so that's why I would take out AW. CM Punk was on the challenge. He was on Champs vs Pros. It didn't do too great. I'd actually like to see him and Champs vs. Pro's very controlled environment. Like the celebrities get all their benefits and stuff. Leo Rush was like actually on the actual challenge. And I mean, he was doing fine, but just like being in that environment just was not good for Leo. And he said it like just mentally for his mental health. It just wasn't for him. CM Punk mentally, Johnny Bananas would have this man just doing all types of mental gymnastics like i don't know if punk could handle that and then you go into the physical challenge this man's not super athletic like some of these challenges they got to do i don't know if he, he'd be able to do those either but and i'd very, love to see a very injury challenge yeah and very injury prone as well you know like that's you know that's a big thing that needs to be said too on this aew run it isn't just like the 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 well how do i say it it's not just the backstage issues it isn't just it, it's like the giving putting the world title on him multiple times now and like he's hurt you know so it's like there's like there's so many layers to the punk stuff that just make it like really unappealing for them to want to go move forward with him in the company in my opinion um because then you're foot doing a stage dive right yeah one well, and and then there's the whole the whole dilemma of like he's too big of a star like not to not to like push to a certain level in the company but you can't put the world title on him again because look what's happened the last two times you put the title on him so like it's it's tough. It's it's just I don't know where he fits in in the and also with his age. It's not like he's some young guy who's gonna like turn it all around all of a sudden. This is like the end of his career, like so or towards the end of his career. I mean, who knows? Um, I don't know. I I don't know. I I don't know what uh I just don't know where he fits in. I, I could see him going to like New Japan potentially for like a Wrestle Kingdom or like something huge maybe once a year or like maybe like a Royal Rumble or WrestleMania or something, but I just don't see where he fits in. Because then also WWE, it's like when he goes back and like, you'll understand, like you think I got enemies on this show? Like CM Punk goes back, he has a whole list of people he doesn't get along with from, you know, 10, 10, 15, 20 years ago that are all throughout the WWE roster. Like it's the same kind of thing you dealt with in AEW. People were like, oh, I can't believe he doesn't get along with this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy in AEW. Well, he doesn't have a good record friendship with aj styles or kevin owens or like a lot of these guys are going to be right now you know so like same thing he has he's like he's got a lot of enemies so cm punk thanksgiving is coming up many years ago on thanksgiving 
with uh, Scotty Goldman, a man who shares a bank account with his mother. He did a very famous podcast, Airing Your Grievances with WWE. I don't know if you're friends with any podcasters nowadays. I assume Conrad Thompson has made you a, a significant offer to be on Best in the World, the podcast. Uh, I will make you not a significant offer because I'm broke. But if you would like to come on this podcast for our Thanksgiving edition, that's a Thursday. We run on a Thursday. We'll interview CM Punk. Put it out there. Throw it out in the universe. Oh, Steven Jensen. Oh, yeah, like that's, dude, oh, I'm in. I'm so in. I would love to talk to Phil. I I, I think that the most I, the most disrespectful thing you call him Phil. You know he hates that. The most disrespectful thing ever was when Eddie Kingston was interviewed before All Out, and he's calling him Philip the whole time. And I'm like this is the most disrespectful thing that anybody has ever done to see him punk is call him Philip. You know, honestly, I think I could have a legitimately like cordial conversation with him where we could literally like we could have like a real good comp. Here's the thing. I'm, I am super open-minded when it comes to pretty much everything. Like even people that I dislike, I'm willing to hear their side of things because there's sometimes things that I miss on, you know, that I'm totally wrong about, you know, I'm talking about this stuff from, from a fan perspective, but I know it isn't easy to do this stuff. He's doing like, I still, even though I don't think he was a good fighter, I give him, he has massive balls for fighting the UFC. Like I, I'm not, he made the walk, dude. I'm never see that's the that's the thing people gotta understand. Like, I'm a I'm a fan of the pro wrestler on screen of CM Punk, of Phil Brooks. The human being I have some issues with, you know. When he left WWE, you, you guys gotta remember he didn't want to talk about wrestling, he didn't want to be referred to as a as a professional wrestler, he didn't want to talk about two wrestling fans, he didn't want to like be approached by wrestling. Like he kind of like shunned wrestling for a while and kind of and but and then like he and then like the them thing just like didn't work out. But once again, you gotta give him so much credit for attempting it. But to be at the level he was at after four years of training, like that's where I'm like, that's where you gotta keep it real too, with like what did he act, you know? But he made good money. Um, and he's once again, he's a guy I'd be very interested to pick his brain at the very least. Like, even if he came on here and called me a giant mark and said I he would kick my ass and that I'm an idiot for saying the stuff I'm saying. You know, maybe I am. Honestly, like I'd, I'd be, I'd be very interested to hear his perspective. I want to, I don't, I want to hear his perspective on what happened, like how it got to this point in AEW. How did it get from, from you basically hugging Tony Khan and being like, I can't believe you're the guy who has the Ring of Honor library. I'm so happy to be a part of this, and like, I, I hope I'm the world champion. I want to help the young talent, and like, I'm going to do this right, and all the stuff I talked about seven years ago, like I can do it here, and all this stuff and how does it go from that and within a year to the stuff the, the post fight presser and and like actually fighting people backstage like i'm, I'm just so interested because hey there's probably stuff that these are probably stuff he'd bring up and i'd be like you know what damn i didn't know that that actually you may i have your you know that makes and then maybe he says something i'm like oh yeah you're still very much in the wrong you know what i mean i don't i don't know um but until until we get these answers, none of us know. All we know is the Young Bucks aren't on TV. Kenny's not on TV. They're teasing. They're coming back. We don't know where CM Punk is. The titles have all been vacated. You know, we don't really just we don't really have any answers. So it just is what it is. Kai says, do one of those fake interviews. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Where you cut up a CM Punk to answer your question. I hate those. As someone who listens to wrestling interviews all day, like when I search for like new stuff to listen to, absolutely hate those. There's a Logan Paul interview going around that like five people are claiming is an exclusive with Logan Paul. And it's all from the same interview that they just cut and are just airing and taking it as their own. I absolutely hate it. Somebody does these with like Sasha Banks interviews as well. I, I hate people who do that. So no, definitely not doing that. But you know, if this clip uh, somehow makes its way to CM Punk and he wants to join two empty headed dumb fucks who couldn't manage a target on this podcast to talk to us, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Punk. We'll talk to you on absolutely. Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving, CM Happy Thanksgiving, CM Punk. Honestly, honestly, I don't want. Uh, I'm just saying. I don't. I'm just saying. I want to make it clear. I don't want anything bad to happen to any of these people. I don't like seeing people lose their jobs. You know, I don't like seeing people fighting each other at work. I don't like any of this stuff. In a perfect world, CM Punk would still be the AEW World Champion. He'd be healthy, and the company would just be killing it. We'd be looking at MJF versus CM Punk three. You know, like in a perfect world, it's just we're. This is where we're oh, at. I'm, I'm all for. People fighting. I try to pump kick the wife in the head all the time. Always trying to fight her. You want to be a professional wrestler, or do you want to be a WWE superstar? WWE superstar sounds a whole lot better to me than being a professional wrestler. Steven Jensen, it's time. Logan Paul, Hmm. undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Tell us. Tell us why it's happening. So I was saying this for weeks. And it sounds like it's been pretty much confirmed at this point. I'm just saying, y'all. I'm just saying, if Jake Paul's in that corner and he lands that punch on Roman Reigns and Logan's got that loaded hand or whatever they're saying he's got now, it's like his, they're doing like the Lex Luger story where it's like yeah. he can, um, it's the, it's the little giants one time speech. I, I put a gif up about that. That's, 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 that's the slogan Paul match. Like one time, like one time I landed that one punch on Roman Reigns and I beat him. Um, here's the thing. Listen, Logan Paul is the most famous person in the company. He's athletic. He's young. He brings a lot of eyes, a lot of attention. They're paying a lot of money for him. That said, I, I, I'm, I'm taking Roman to retain. I'm not, I'm not. Oh, come on. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and like trigger people for too long. But I will say this. I don't I think if we were living in another world or or a situation where there were multiple world champions still, I could see them putting a world title on Logan. I honestly could. Um because of everything I just said. And he and he's been good in the ring. It's not like he's embarrassing anything. Like he, his 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 last match was actually really really good where he was like doing like the like the splash off the top through the announce table and stuff. Like he's got a really nice moonsault. Like he's he, he does the splits. He's an, he's, an, he's an entertainer. Like and he's athletic and he's a good boxer. I mean for, for someone who doesn't box very much, he's pretty good. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, I can't, it, it's gotta be Cody. It's gotta be Cody beating Roman. That's my whole thing. If, if this wasn't a whole, if, if, if Cody wasn't in the picture here, I might actually think Roman that, that Logan might actually win this. So 
it's it, can, be it can be it can be cody beating roman here's how you do this steven jensen this okay. is my booking brain right here we got logan paul versus roman reigns saturday wwe crown jewel live on the peacock network 12 p.m eastern time right austin theory comes out with his stupid briefcase he cashes in He's inserted into the match. Logan Paul pins Austin Theory to win the championships. And Logan Paul is the champion. And you keep the title on him until Royal Rumble. You build the big rematch between Logan and Roman for Royal Rumble. And then you can put the titles back on Roman. That's fine. Roman doesn't have to take the loss. But he loses the belts because Austin Theory comes in and he takes the loss and we get a nice little two-month reign with Logan Paul as the champion. He can go on Kimmel. He can go on Fallon. He can go on what he can hold both of the titles. He's got both the titles on every episode of Impulsive. You boost business for the Rumble and then Cody can come back and sure he can, he can beat Roman and he can have that victory over Roman Reigns or, or even better we don't even need to get the belts back on Roman, right? Roman doesn't need the title. Roman can do rock. Hey, somebody said it. Who who said it? I, it might have been Kai. I don't even see the comment anymore. We we do Roman and Rock. We don't need we don't we don't need a title for that. Cody Rhodes, Logan Paul, WrestleMania main event. Cody beats Logan and takes the titles. And then Cody and Roman at SummerSlam. Roman going for the belts that he never lost. Right, he never lost the title to Logan. Never lost it. Cody Roman SummerSlam, big SummerSlam matchup. I've just booked from I booked the entire the entire championship picture and the entire Roman Reigns picture from now until SummerSlam. You're welcome, Triple H. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. So, or we could just do all that. I guess. Um, I guess we could do that. I, I listen. I, I I said on Twitter when we were talking about it a little bit. I was like Logan Cody WrestleMania for the title. Like I listen. I I thought I've heard worse, Jeremy. I've heard worse. I think that's I think that's a pretty that's pretty solid. Listen, I still think Cody needs to be the one to take the like take the titles because like I feel like whoever an, ends this reign of Roman Reigns, like this has got to be. <laughs> the EP just sent him the tweet. She's mess- She's using my shoot name in the text messages. All right, she, she's going middle name. She's very upset at my great ideas. Let me be great with my ideas. Um, this is tremendous. I'm listen. boosting ratings over all over the country right now with Logan Paul as the champion until WrestleMania and Cody and Logan. This is gonna boost business all across the board. Stock going way up. Get the WWE stock right now. Invest today and then sell. Sell. Don't ever sell because Cody's going to be the champion and the stock's going to keep going up. Don't ever sell, but invest today and then watch that money rise. Sell around SummerSlam because once you do Cody and Roman, uh, then it might tail, tail off a little bit. But get it today. Sell at SummerSlam. Become a bill. Baby! Get the stock, get get our agent, whoever, investor on the phone. Put it all on the WWE stock. There you go. Listen to Jeremy's stock trading advice and just load up on WWE stock 
right now today. You sound kind of like Don West, the legend, uh, trying to pitch uh, infomercials right now. Um, I'll never forget Don West swimming in a, in a pile of baseball cards that he knocked over onto the floor. It was awesome. It's like, Ken Griffey, He's rookie swimming cards. in a pile of my WWE stock money come well, SummerSlam 2023. But, you know, okay, so all, all, all jokes aside, realistically speaking, joking. no, I know you're not. I know you're not. I'm just saying for myself. I'm prefacing this for myself. Um, I think that, um, I think Roman retains at Grand Jewel. I think that probably by Royal Rumble, the turn on Sammy happens and we get Sammy versus Ro- Roman at the Rumble. Cody wins the Royal Rumble match itself, and we do still get Cody beating Roman for the title. That said, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world to put the World Championship of Logan Paul for the short term. I don't. Like, I think your idea actually isn't a bad idea. I really don't. I just, I, especially with the theory idea, like, he's the one who gets pinned, protects Roman. I, I, I think you've come up with a very clever workaround if they do want to put the belt on, on Logan. And if they do want to take the belt off Roman, if they, if they, if they don't want, when I mean, you can still do Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania, like you said, um, in your scenario, um, I just think it's more impactful for Cody's win if he's the one to end the championship run of Roman Reigns after so long himself, but he can, listen, he man, can hold the win. He can get the pin. He can get the pin on Roman Reigns. That's what that's no, all I get that. I get that. He gets the visual pin because like because it would be Fury getting beaten by yeah. Logan. I get that. I get that. I listen, I don't people think it's are, I don't think it's a bad idea. It's it's a pretty good idea. People are saying it should be Sami Zayn. Look, Sami Zayn just dances, right? That's that's all I actually love Sami Zayn. I can't yeah, say he's awesome. very Mark about Sami Zayn. He, he probably should like win the title and everything, but he's not going to. Sami Zayn is awesome. Yeah. Is Honestly, awesome. with Cody gone, like he's, I think, I think that Sami's the most entertaining guy in the company right now. Like, honestly. oh, easily, easily. He's great. All right. My WWE spotlight. Speaking of entertainment, the sports entertainment, Jensen, Johnny Gargano was on Raw and he did an investigation. Mm-hmm. investigation was that Miz is paying Dexter Loomis to be his stalker because that's what celebrities like to do. And he did a great job of actually making sense of this storyline because it has been kind of nonsensical lately. I mean, it's kind of been nonsensical from the start, mm-hmm. but why is this guy just randomly showing up in the house how do you get in why is it ms pressing charges it's been all over the place of like he kidnaps but then he gets away but then the cops are after him it's been all over the place and gargano made it make sense of like well it's because he's paying him like that's why he's able to just get away that's how he's able to get in the house that's why he's like cooperating but not cooperating he's taking some lumps but this is what's happening here people were like upset at this segment I don't know why they thought it was corny. I mean, it was, but that's the charm of it. I like that they made it make sense for Gargano to to do this. And they made the story make sense because it's been all over the place and it's been in the territory of stupid. And I've seen a lot of people just get upset that like, all right, well, this, this has now gone from something like sort of interesting to something that I don't have any interest in. But Johnny Gargano did a great job with this, I thought. He's very entertaining. Very entertaining. Okay. What did you think of this segment? So I almost texted you last night about this, actually. So I um, 
it was pretty late at night. Uh, went to sleep pretty late. Uh, and I was, you know, before, before I fell asleep, I was, was kind of like nodding off a little bit. And I was like, oh, that's right. I got to watch this Johnny Gargano thing before uh, the spotlight tomorrow. So I got to watch this before I go to sleep. So I, so I turned it on last night. I can't believe you made me watch that, dude. Okay, so, <laughs> Why? Like, listen, listen. Okay. Yes, very corny, very goofy, very, <laughs> very cheesy. Um, I honestly thought at the end of it, it was going to be like an always sunny type, like Pepe Silva thing, like from like Charlie, where like they were going to be like, not only was it not a setup the entire time, and like, like Dexter Loomis is beating the shit out of, out of, MDF or out of at the Miz right now, like as we speak, like 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 they like, go find him and like it turns out like nothing that like Gargano said was true. Like you're just like oh, never mind. Like I think they, that like that could have actually been kind of funny if like he had this whole five minute long explanation of exactly what happened and how it happened, just for them to be like, dude, all of that was wrong. Like like what are you like you're insane. Like none of the way. How did you come up with all of that? You know. But instead, like if you if this is if this just is the story. That's a weak. That's a weird, weak story to me, dude. Like, like that's that's the story. Was you were paying for a stalker for publicity, then you stopped paying him, and now he's actually attacking you. Yeah. Okay. It's a like, great story. Gargano's cheesy, dude. Listen, he's he's always he's always been fantastic in the ring, but I've always I've always thought he was just goofy, and like this doesn't help when it comes to that. Listen, that's I think that maybe it is. It's part of his charm. Well, within the WWE system, I think that's going to help him on like Raw yeah. and SmackDown, like because it will give him more of a character. But like, I don't know. I and mean, listen, if people like this, they like it. I dude, I thought it was so cheesy. Literally, as I was watching it, I was like, there has to be some sort of swerve or payoff for this. And then I was like, oh no, this is is the story. Weird. That was my takeaway. Well, let it play out first off, because it's very possible that you know more comes out of this. I thought it was great. Gargano is, he's been so good as the, the way dad, Johnny Gargano from, from back in the NXT and now up into the main roster. Uh, who cares about these great wrestling matches where Johnny Gargano is ha- telling an underdog story. You don't need none of that. What you need to be able to do is five minute, 60 minute segments on WWE raw. Cause that's how you get over in WWE. No, SP3, get out of here. You're not welcome here, SP3. Jen, Jensen's not correct. This segment was great. They did a fantastic job explaining everything. And I hope this is a story. We need Miz and Loomis being a, a tag team now. That's what, that's because Ciampa's out. I don't know when Ciampa's coming back, but he had surgery and everything. And then Ciampa comes back and he reunites with Gargano to face Miz and Loomis. But he was a stalker. He's a paid stalker, and then he's going to be security for the Miz. That's how it, this is ends. Is Loomis? Loomis? There we go. Oh, wow. Loomis is the secure. He's going to be security for the Miz. We just That's one how second. This Sorry, someone's either banging at my door or on my roof. Give me just one second. I'll go fight him. Oh man, See, somebody somebody's trying to attack Steven Jensen. He's going to punch him in the face. Everybody, what, who's up on Jensen's roof? Do we think? Who had a roofing gimmick? In- Sorry, I uh, I apologize. You might be hearing. They didn't tell me CM were- Punk. CM, CM Punk. Punk they're here. Yeah. Um, they didn't tell me they were coming back here this morning, but yeah, they. I, I had a leak in my roof that they were. Uh, they were 
looking at yesterday, but they never told me they were coming back today. So if you all hear any noise, I apologize. Someone's up on my roof right above me right now. Um, anyways, you're wrong about Johnny Gargano. That's the <laughs> from all of this. You're wrong. Let's move on. Our product is what it is. We're going straight up the middle. My other spotlight in this week is Shinsuke Shinsaka Nakamura <laughs> against Great Muda in Pro Wrestling Noah. This was announced last week. Uh, it's going to be January 1st. This rules. I mean, I, I said it a few weeks ago on, on this show that Triple H should start swinging, swinging the meat around and send <laughs> Shinsuke and AJ and Finn and Gallows and Anderson to New Japan for, for Wrestle Kingdom. He's sending Shinsuke to Pro Wrestling Noah. Wrestle Kingdom's only a couple days later. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying if Triple H hasn't at least floated that to New Japan... He's doing it wrong because he should he should float this to New Japan. I'm excited for Shinsuke against Great Muda. It'll be great to see Shinsuke back in Japan uh, wrestling for Pro Wrestling Noah. It's going to be a big deal. He's wrestling Muda. Muda's only got a few matches left. This is a cool thing, right? Oh, this is super cool. Absolutely. Um, the more uh, that we can see WWE kind of dipping their toes into the idea of the Forbidden Door, I love that. Um and it makes sense. I mean, obviously, with it being Nakamura for the opponent for, for Muda. And then, like you said, it's like I could totally see Nakamura being a part of Wrestle Kingdom. I still think, I don't know for sure, but I still think there's, there's like, I think it's been pretty clear that, like, the Anderson stuff is, like, kayfabe to at least some degree. Like, I think like he, they're going to wrap that up with New Japan at some point. Like, the whole Carl the Anderson fact, thing. The fact that they didn't strip him of the title. Right. It, yeah, it seems like it's an because usually like, they'll strip people for the title for missing one defense. Like Juice, I think got stripped for the title just because like he he didn't make one appearance. I mean, Osprey, Osprey yeah, 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 he got that was their their world title like, because of the the neck injury. Like they will strip people for the title for missing one show, and Anderson's obviously missing one show, but they're like, yeah, you can keep the title. That kind of screams angle to me. Which which kind of you know which is my whole point you know because like that's there's some sort of working relationship there so that's uh it's exciting i i, I like knowing that this opens it up more for people i want to see some WWE wrestlers in in wrestle kingdom or being able to pop up in other places especially if they're not being like used a lot like i know nakamura is heavily featured and everything but like you know what i mean like especially people that don't have a lot going on if you can get them some bookings in like new japan or noah or whatever and just like have them build their popularity in their catalog and get over like some other new places and stuff i mean we've even seen just being in a different country just how much that can help somebody like i like remember when like albert went to japan as giant bernard and like became like a big star over there like he was like okay as albert and a train he was like kind of mid but like then he went over there and like totally reinvigorated his career came back the 10 side thing didn't work out great at long term but it got him a, a long-term job at the performance center as a head coach like so it's like you know i i think that uh it, it's 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 intriguing and it's exciting and it's really cool for muda as well and and the people around muda that like they're able to make this stuff happen because like they're bringing sting in for him soon they're you know they're doing shinsuke like this is real respect being shown for the career of great Muda, which at the same time, or Kenji Muda or Muda and, you know, whatever you want to call him. It's, it's, 
it's very very cool that uh that the, the companies are kind of going out of their way to do something special for them on the way out like this i wouldn't be shocked if muda ends up in the wwe hall of fame this year either. same yeah uh, it seems like that would be an easy easy decision for WWE. clearly they have respect for him clearly they have some type of relationship with noah and him i could easily see him being part of the the hall of fame ceremony this year i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to seeing shinsuke back in japan with a, with a japanese company he's going to be treated like god over there he he is when he goes with wwe now he's going to be big japanese stage uh, he's facing muda like that's that's obviously a huge match It'd be good again if, if triple h is trying to make inroads with these companies now that's a that's a good thing for wrestling overall that that they're able to do these and it could lead to more surprises it could lead to just more more big matches that we didn't think we were ever gonna see and now we have a chance to see them i was stunned when i saw this graphic in the morning i thought tom uh tom's customs was like this man has lost his mind and shinsuke and he's tricked people before that troll Uh, dude yeah Yeah, no i like i like his child like i don't know him personally but like we follow each other on twitter i i uh he trolls me so often. Like he got me good with the Chris hero one yesterday. I, but I always, I always look like before I say anything to anyone, I always look to see if his little thumbs customs logo is <laughs> on the graphic anywhere. Um, yeah. He, he is a big time troll. He's gotten like website. He got new Japan with, with one of those things. Uh, <laughs> he got the official new Japan. He's account. good at it. Yeah, he is really good. Uh, your other spotlight, Jensen, is actually a secondary indie spotlight because you want to talk about MLW, and I'm like, why? So instead, we're going to another indie spotlight that is Cruel defeating AC Mack in a minute to win the IWTV Independent Wrestling World title at ICW No Holds Barred. Just It was an open challenge. Cruel came out, tossed AC Mack to the table, pinned him. That was that. Pretty much, yeah. I tossed him through. Uh, he like tossed him through like a table in the corner, then did like a choke breaker, then I like, tossed him through another table, and then did his. Uh, he called it scorched earth or something. I can't remember that. It is a double. His uh, his uh, full Nelson like face buster that he does. Um, yeah, I mean, destroyed him. Listen, I I love AC Mac. Y'all know that he's been a, he's been a guest of the show before. Um, I got to see him live at Battle Slam, which we'll talk about here in a second as well. But um. Here's the thing. So if I, I, I try to do this off memory, y'all can it, actually, if you want to pull up, can you quickly pull up the list of IWTV champions? I did this on the weekender yeah. as well. And I'll try to validate my knowledge here. If you can yeah, pull it up, them. I'm all right. You got him. Okay. And so I'm going to try to remember all the reigns here. And th- this is to prove a point. So we had, so this goes back to the powerbomb.tv championship before it was IWTV. So it was, uh, it was Jonathan Gresham and then Hostos Tracy Williams. And then, Orange Cassidy, and then Chris Satlander, and then Orange Cassidy again, and then Eric Stevens for like an afternoon, and then um, Warhorse, and then Warhorse had the long run with it, lost to Lee Moriarty, and then Lee lost to Alex Shelley, then Alex Shelley yep. lost to Ace. Oh, so Lee lost to Wheeler Yuta, and then Wheeler Yuta lost to Alex Shelley. No, sorry, we have the Lee Lee Moriarty. No, yeah. Now, now I'm getting screwed up. Where was it? Was Warhorse Moriarty Warhorse, Moriarty Yuta Shelley Shelley yeah AC Mac. Thank you. Um, and the reason I bring all that up is because Cruel is very different 
than all those wrestlers I just mentioned. Like everyone I just mentioned is mostly outside of Warhorse, who's a little bit more of like a character. And he had the run during the pandemic, which is a little different too. But like pretty much like technically sound wrestlers um, that really go on and put out like like big time like in-ring performances. Cruel is like he's just like he's like a monster. If you if you're familiar with MLW, he's Mads Kruger in MLW. So you might be familiar with him from that if you haven't seen his indie work. But he um I'm I'm interested by it though. Like I'm I'm open-minded to the idea of cool as IWTV champion because I think it's gonna be something totally different with that title than we've ever seen before. Um it's gonna be a real scenario of like who can eventually beat this monster, and they'll probably put someone over big time who can eventually do it. Um so uh, so yeah, I, I mean, shout out to AC Mack for a good title run, um, and especially when he won the title from AC, sorry, from Alex Shelley, and he cut that great promo afterwards, and um, he 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 defended that title all throughout Uncharted territory, and and all that stuff. Um, I wish they would have done more with his run as far as like defending it against other territories and stuff, but I'm uh, I'm interested to see what to see Cool as the champion because I think he'll have probably a pretty long run. And they're going to do a really good job, I think, in my opinion, of building towards somebody getting a bigger rub off eventually beating him. I, I, th- I would think they'd have to because Cruel kind of came out of, of nowhere here. It, you know, well, not for ICW and HB. Like, he's been the man there for a minute. And he's also big in action wrestling. They're, they're, he's, he does really well in a lot of the companies that are, like, prominently featured okay. on IWTV. So, I guess it was sense. out of nowhere for me because we just yeah. saw – we talked about it last week – of ac mack and alec price and they did a, a dq finish on that one and it seemed like they were going to be building to a rematch for the title at some point right. and then you know a few days later he just loses the title so that's why it was a little bit out of nowhere for me i thought we were sense, gonna get yeah. a rematch between ac mack and, and alec price i look forward i mean i'm, I'm familiar with mads kruger in, in mlw i did not realize it was the the same person so i appreciate that uh i look forward to seeing how he does because yes as mads kruger he is a and the fact that it's a icw which is you know more of a i mean it's called no holds barred like it is more of a death match type type of show with this title and you mentioned the the wrestlers who have held this title not really death match guys uh, those are right. guys more renowned for whether it be character or technical ability certainly not like go out there hardcore do death match kind of stuff so it's a different look for the iwtv title and I'm I'm interested in, in what they do with this because we got the streaming wars right now, and mm-hmm. we'll, this will this will blend into our indie spotlight. So I'll go ahead and uh and and hit that one with IWTV yep. and and now uh, Fight Plus. Of course, I have to find it. There it is. I want to give a big motherfucking shout out. So we had Nick Gage against Leo Rush from GCW hit him up this past weekend, and I guess technically this is the last standalone GCW show. Because now all the GCW shows are going to be on Fight Plus, which is a subscription service for $5 a month. Uh, They're on there. House of Glory is on there. AIW is on there. Pro Wrestling Revolver is now on there. And it looks like um, Prestige was going to join. And they they were like, oh, we got a big announcement on our future. And it's like, yeah, we're actually staying with IWTV. And now we've got the streaming wars between Fight Plus and and IWTV thoughts on, on first Gage and Leo and then the, the streaming wars. Um, so I, I, I could do an entire hour or two hour long episode on just my thoughts on the streaming wars, but um, 
Yeah, yeah. Gage and Le Gage and uh, Leo was obviously very good. Uh, Gage retained, hit that choke break for the three count. Leo's doing great work. I mean, I he's so interesting because like he's so damn talented in the ring, but you just never know like where he'll be and how long he'll be there. But it also kind of makes him intriguing at the same time. You know, like it's kind of a cool thing that he can do, and he and his his in ring work just stays phenomenal. Um, so yeah, I mean, like it was a solid match, a, a solid title defense, and. Um, I mean, it made sense that Gage retained, of course. Um, they're going to put that belt on him long for a while, match. I, I mean, some long match. I, there was some stalling and stuff, but you know, it was like a 30-minute Nick Gage match, which I've, you know, I've questioned how long he can go. He, he looks, he's looked beat up in, in some of these matches and stuff, but looked good in this one, so good on Nick Gage. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Good to see him looking good with that title. And, um, yeah, for the streaming wars, you know, we've, we've, we've seen this to a, <clears throat> a degree – for years now, especially in recent years with, uh, with like video game streaming, like Twitch streamers specifically, um, guys like Ninja and Shroud who years back got deals with Mixer. Um, that kind of changed the whole game for how streaming works and contracts and stuff. Um, so without getting too far into it, Mixer wound up shutting down, but, um, it, but Ninja and Shroud both got payouts because of it. But anyways, the, the point is like, we're still seeing it right now. Like there's a lot of big, like, let me put it this way let's say that <clears throat> let's say that uh that iwtv is twitch and twitch is like kind of the only game in town or one of the main games in town and they kind of have everyone for uh, for years like and everyone's how to build their name so you have your your ninjas and your doctor disrespects and your shrouds and your summit one g's and your your ludwigs and these guys which are all twitch streamers which i would compare to like your action wrestlings and new south pro wrestlings and scis and subs and west coast pros and that kind of stuff well now you know youtube is out there and they're like hey we got a great platform to do live streaming we can give you good money you already have the fan base from iwtv from from twitch we'll give you guaranteed money to come over here and stream a certain amount of hours on our platform you just have to leave twitch you it's got to be exclusive and I feel like the same kind of thing is happening now with independent wrestling, where not just specifically IWTV, but we are seeing a lot off that platform right now. And GCW kind of being a, an example with, I don't know, with the lawsuit and all, but like there, we're seeing it happening. Cause like I noticed like New South Pro Wrestling uh, isn't on IWTV anymore. IWA, or sorry, AIW isn't on, on there anymore. Uh, Black Label Pro, I think, kind of comes and goes depending on what shows they do and stuff. Like they're. Black Label is now going to be on Fight. So there you go. So like, so, and, and I think, and that's the thing now is like, you have the option for fight plus, which is essentially half the price of IWTV for like the same thing. And that's, so that's, it's, it's interesting, man. I feel kind of bad for IWTV. Cause I'm like, damn, like they give a lot of these companies a big platform to get the fan base, to be able to, to even have the opportunity to jump for a better deal. But at the same time, like, if you're the talent or you're the company or the promoter, you got to look out for the best deal. And that happens in all sports and all lines of entertainment, by the way, like that's, that, that is the game itself is like, it happens in fighting. It happens in everything where like you appreciate, you know, you appreciate the help when you had it, but like, then you kind of outgrow the platform sometimes. And like, you gotta, you gotta move on to something bigger and better. That's going to work for you. I'm glad to see though, that there are companies resigning with IWTV. It isn't something where everyone's just leaving the platform. Like there are people that are staying, but they are losing some too. And I think that GCW being a part of fight plus is going to entice other companies to want to jump ship because GCW 
once again, just being honest, like GCW is the biggest independent promotion in the world right now. It's probably the, the third biggest wrestling company in the United States. Them being a part of that platform is massive. I think Fight Plus might also have NWA Power first runs before they go on to I, that's, uh, YouTube. I mean, I know NWA has their own like subscription service that's part of Fight. I don't know okay. if it's... I think, at least for right now, it's a separate thing it's a, from okay. Fight Plus, which if you're NWA, I don't know why you just wouldn't roll that all into one thing. I can't imagine paying, hey, let's pay $5 for all this independent promotion or let's pay $5 for NWA Power. Like, Well, because the problem with Power is it gonna, it's going to air for free a few days later on YouTube. Yeah. So like, yeah, so it's it's NWA all access. It it is two separate things, by the way. There's Fight Plus, which is the independent promotions and stuff. And you get Fight Plus, by the way, it's not just independent wrestling. It's also like they do boxing events, they do the bare knuckle events and everything. Like you get all of that as well. It does say on Fight Plus includes organizations like NWA, but then there is NWA All Access, which is NWA Power, the monthly specials, and past NWA events. So I'm not sure if it's rolled in like completely how it how that all is working i would imagine at some point it gets rolled in but they had a separate deal with nwa first i just can't see anybody being like yeah let me pay five dollars to watch power three days early and then whatever your monthly nwa special is uh which i don't even know if they do i guess that's going to be like their new orleans show not hard times but the show after that or let me pay five dollars for you know all this great independent wrestling plus slap fight right right so yeah you get a lot for your money for four dollars and 99 cents a month it's a good deal um it's a very good deal it's worth it for just gcw i've been saying that gcw should have something like this for a while and like this is this actually exceeds my expectations for five bucks you get all their all their shows all their upcoming shows you're getting a big discount for uh versus what you would normally pay for like the individual shows or like the weekend packages or whatever um and you get the whole back catalog like it's a no-brainer for for wrestling fans, in my opinion, to spend the the four ninety nine a month for Fight Plus. It, it's that's that that's a me and Doug were talking about it on Tuesday. It's it's like a it's like the cost of like a cheeseburger, like a month to to get all that. Like that's that's a no-brainer. Fight hook us up with some codes so you know we can can pass out some some free subscriptions or some discounts or whatever we can we can pass out here. You know, yeah. you can go to IWTV. Use that code Fight Talk, yes, and you know help help us out here. Help, help us all out. these all these platforms out. You got a streaming service that you want more people to check out that has pro wrestling on it? Let us know, and we'll check it out. If it's good, we'll tell people about it. That's right. Uh, I I do wonder if IWTV now comes down on their price because yeah, GCW it's it's the biggest promotion, independent promotion out there, and so if it plus all these other companies are available for five dollars and then iwtv look they got a lot of great wrestling on that platform but they don't have a promotion that that's driving like gcw is uh well they do but it's not the same (laughs) like well yeah they have the gcw settlement series that they have to do right but in that and and that ties and that ties into it just really quickly i think i can't i I, this is just regular speculation this is not me reporting anything i don't have any inside information but i do know a lot of people on kind of both sides of this and the timing to me, you know, like it's, it's worth paying attention to like, I'm of the mindset that something must 
monetarily speaking, something has to be going on with IWTV based off of the, the lawsuit with GCW. This is my, is my speculation is like the lawsuit wrapped up and now all of a sudden, like a lot of these companies are leaving and it feels like maybe they can't afford like they used to. This is just me guessing, but you know what I'm saying? Like there's probably a lot of money tied up in that lawsuit with GCW and then yeah. people having to leave the platform might have something to do with the trickle down from that. I don't, I don't know. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very possible. Uh, I, it'd be interesting to see if IWTV makes any changes to their, their model now that fight is going this way with fight plus. And I could, I could certainly see that happening. Um, you know, good, good to have more homes for pro wrestling, especially that was a big complaint with GCW is you're paying $15 for these shows, or maybe it's a bundle for like 20 or whatever it might be. And now you get all these shows for five dollars a month so it's it's great for for independent pro wrestling yeah uh somebody mentioned christopher mentioned revolver which is you know the sammy callahan's promotion like they they do a lot of big shows as well so it's good it's good to have more access to independent pro wrestling and we will continue to cover independent pro wrestling on the show hopefully battle slam gets a part on the the fight plus deal real quickly before we get into battle slam i do want to make sure i read the super chat uh allison says the threatening going on down where wwe is uh why would they put it anyway and think about their lives first i that was the report that saudi arabia has intelligence on a potential threat from or potential potential attack by iran iran a spokesperson denied there was any type of imminent attack wwe is said to be monitoring the situation Yes, they feel good enough to where they don't think anything is going to happen. And now that the news is out there, I don't know. Uh, this is way, way, way above my pay grade. But now that the news is out there, and I imagine military security is all beefed up and everything, it seems less likely to happen because now there is no caught off guard with this stuff. But hopefully, the most important thing is everybody in Saudi Arabia and WWE and everywhere united states are all safe nothing happens and we get through this weekend and there is no incident in saudi arabia with the the with anybody and the wwe talent yeah uh thank you for the super chat allison it's yes. uh it's scary it's very i mean that's really the best i can say it's scary i'd be I, listen as somebody who doesn't like to fly on airplanes to begin with like i would never want to make a trip like that ever to begin with for me but like I, with the with the additional threats that that we're talking about, like man, that that's scary. I you got to give credit to the, the people that make those trips to entertain people. Well, I, I know they're getting paid a lot of money to go over there. Obviously, that's so. It's a uh, yeah. It's a it's a it's a big time business. Then there's there's literally millions of dollars on the line uh, for them to do this show. And I, from a business perspective, I understand why they want to make sure it happens no matter what. If I was a talent, I'd be I'd be nervous. Yeah, but that's just me. Um, yeah, yeah, it's scary. It's very scary. I mean, it's, it's I would, yeah, very scary. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully everything goes off and is good this weekend uh, with WWE talent. They, I know a lot of them arrived past couple of days, um, and they seemed like they got there safe, which is good. They got the event on Saturday. Hopefully, everybody gets home safe. And hopefully, everybody just in Saudi Arabia is safe. As Absolutely, well. nothing, nothing comes of this. Um, yeah. All right, Jensen, Battle Slam. What a transition. Yes, I was at Battle Slam this past week. Um, the results are available if you want the spoilers. Um, they're available on uh, on the Fightful website, so you can check that out. Um, articles coming soon. Uh, some of the quotes that I did with Baron. Uh, Jeremy's always awesome about uh, taking some of the interviews that I do and 
getting a couple quotes out there. So I, I got an interview with Baron Black afterwards. Um, I mean, I'll, a spoiler alert, you know, I'm going to, you know, if you're planning to watch Battle Slam, you might want to fast forward this part to like the interview. If you're watching, um, if you're watching live, you want to maybe just pause this for a minute. Um, if you don't want spoilers, but I'm going to tell you a bit, a bit about Battle Slam, what happened. Um, so I, uh, I'm wearing, I've worn it pretty much all week on streams because I'm so happy I finally have one of these, but I'm wearing an Ace Austin t-shirt because Ace Austin did make a surprise appearance at Battle Slam, which was awesome. Like, I've never seen him wrestle live before. He's, uh, I even told him uh, after the show, I was like, I was like, hey, man, I've been saying it for years, but like, I really hope you become the, the Impact World Champion. Like, I really want to see it. And he, he, he kind of winked at me and was like, it's going to happen. He was like, it's going to happen. Like, he didn't like, it wasn't like spoiling or, you know what I mean? Like, but he was right. just kind of like, I think it's going to happen. Like, you know, he feels like he should be the champion also. I could tell. Um, uh, I met Trey Lamar, who we're hoping to have on the show soon. Um, another guy who like, I was taking pictures at the show and he walked up to me and he was like, are you fight talk? And I was like, I was like, yeah, man. And he was like, dude, we've been following each other forever. Like, it's like good to meet you. And I was like, dude, I know. Like, it's, it's crazy because I don't like inter introducing myself to wrestlers. I do if I want interviews. But, like, it's awkward because, like, I interact with some of these guys on Twitter and, like, they don't know that it's me. And, like, I don't want it to be weird where I'm, like, I'm this guy or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just kind of kind of weird. So, if they come up to me, though, it's great because I'm, like, okay, they know who I am. I can talk to them about whatever. Try to set up some interviews. And uh, Trey Lamar seems like a really, really cool dude. I've been a fan of his for a long time. He had a great match on the show against Lee Johnson, who, spoiler alert, Lee Johnson is back. Um, he's looking good. Um, Baron Black versus... Um, Speedball Mike Bailey was the main event of the show. In my opinion, the best match uh, so far in Battle Slam history. Awesome main event. Speedball, this is the first time I've seen Speedball live. I Obviously, I'm a longtime fan of his, but I've never seen him live in person before. Um, he is so, so much better live. Like, I mean, he's the man. Like, I, people know, I, he might be the wrestler of the year for 2022, but live, it's even better. The way he, his striking, I, I went up, I went up um, when he was doing his entrance and I held both my hands out for him so he can get some work in. So he hit, uh, he hit me like probably six or eight times in the hands. And I was like, I feel each punch. Like he doesn't like, he pulls back. He's not trying to hurt anybody, but like I could feel the punches. It felt like I was holding mitts for him. I was like, man. So his, his match was awesome. The co-main event was incredible too. Uh, Queen Aminata versus Kylan King. You guys are going to definitely want to check that match out. Um, Adam Priest, Battle Slam legend, came out to Gucci Man Lemonade again. His uh, his very popular walkout music, like this. This was a this was a really 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 damn good show. Um, and I think I'm I think I can say I think it's out there when their next show is going to be. If not, it will be out there soon. But um, Battle Slam is going to return on uh, November 27th. Um, and I think they're doing an 11 p.m. show from what I understand because they're running the same. So Baron told me. So in the afternoon, they're running a uh, championship district wrestling on the 27th in Atlanta. And I may be a part of that show potentially stay tuned everyone for that, but head kicked off. Maybe. I don't know. I might just do might do some commentary or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. But I, I, uh, they're, they're doing uh championship district wrestling in the afternoon. And then they're taking that ring, breaking it down, bringing it to a different part of town and then running battle slam that night with the same ring. So um, that's going to be a busy Sunday. That's November 27th. I'll probably, I might, I'll probably hit both shows, honestly. Cause like my family's going to be out of town for Thanksgiving. We're doing everything like early this year. Cause my, my parents are going to be with my grandparents or my grandma out in Phoenix. So, um, I'll be free over Thanksgiving weekend and the Vikings play on Thanksgiving. So I don't have a Vikings game that Sunday. So the stars kind of align perfect for me to just 
be at wrestling shows all day that day. So um, shout out to Battle Slam. Look out for the Baron Black interview when it drops on Fightful Select. I didn't tell anyone this, but if you happen to listen to The Weekender or if you want to check out The Weekender this week, I may give you all a sneak, uh, a, a, a head start on that interview. So if you want to hear from Baron, check out The Weekender. Dropped a little bit early there. So I'm trying to give everyone a little, a little, uh, uh, a little bonus to all the all the loyal listeners of the weekender. Like sometimes I'm going to drop some stuff a little early there because um, it's going to go on the same platform anyway. It's still going to go on Fightful Select. It's still going to be the same listeners, but you can hear it a little bit early if you listen to the weekender. So check that out and um, and watch Battleslam when it drops on Fight TV. They're, they should be making an announcement soon as to as to when that'll be available. I hope Battleslam ends up uh, as part of the Fight Plus package, so that way fans can can watch that one live because it always seems like it's a it's a good show and from you know the replays that i've seen it's a good show and i'm sad that you know i they gotta wait to watch baron black against speedball mike bailey because i'm sure that was a, a great match but I mean, you just said it's the best match in battle slam history and i can understand why because as we've said many times on the show speedball is like wrestler of the year for us in, in 2022 if you look at just like match quality and consistency like that guy is just putting out top tier matches every single week Yes. Well, even this past weekend, I want to give one more quick shout out before I bounce out to clock in for the shoot job. But um, Speedball Mike Bailey versus uh, the debuting in GCW, um, Willie Mack from this past weekend was fantastic as well. So, yeah. And Willie was super over. Of course, it was on the West Coast, you know, and and he's he's the man. I love Willie Mack. So I I hope they use him as a regular going forward in GCW, unless he gets sweeped up by like NXT or something or, or AEW, which I can definitely see potentially happening as well. Jensen, let everyone know where they can find you at. Follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Use code FightTalk and independentwrestling.tv. Go support Fight TV too. We've been talking about their platform a lot. Like go go check out Fight Plus and uh, watch some GCW and, and all the other stuff they have on there. Um, uh, Fightful Select Weekender podcast every Sunday, FightfulSelect.com. I've been doing Mondays occasionally too. It just depends on if there are shows on Sunday that I want to cover. I got to record on Monday. I think y'all understand and you know, make sense. Um, so, so yeah, um, check that stuff out and uh, appreciate y'all for uh, for watching today as always. And uh, I hope you enjoy this interview we uh, we finally had with with Cass here and uh, Not maybe don't have. And uh, I don't know. Stay tuned. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the rest of whatever you're about to see. And um, yeah, I'll be back. Uh, I'll be back right here in the same same time, same place next week, and all the other stuff I got going on. I just keep updated on my Twitter at Fight Talk underscore. Gonna go clocking for the shoot job. See ya. Enjoy, enjoy your Thursday, Stephen Jensen. Thank you as always, guys. We do have Cassidy Haynes on the show. I try to get him bumped again, but there is a photo that was leaked of Jensen. Cass and the wife speaking at the wedding. And I don't know what they plotted. They clearly plotted to get Cass on the show. And it was, they went above my head. They went above my head to the wife. And that is why Cass is on the show. I had no control over that. I got to listen. Happy wife, happy life. Right. So she said, you got to have Cass like this bit. It's done. He's got to be on the show. I said, okay, fine. Deals were made. I don't know. Not happy about it. But Cass is on the show. Cass, you know him from... Everyone fucking knows Cass. Okay. Every single person in the world knows Cass. Sean Ross tweeted this out. 
I, I posted the photo from the wedding and Sean, some random person who Sean knows messaged him. It was like, I know that guy. This person that messaged Sean apparently has never left, uh, never left the city that they're from. And it, this person knows Cass. Every single person knows Cass. Cass has a story with everyone. Cass has a story for everything, as you'll hear on this show. I will never understand Cass. The only thing I can say about Cass is that he's Cass. Bless him. I love him. Enjoy Cassidy Haynes, everybody. Welcome to the interview portion of the spotlight here on the spotlight, the creator spotlight with myself and Jeremy Lambert. We're joined by a very special guest this week. Nope. Cassidy Haynes is bumped. He's never going to be on this show. I refuse to do it. Commitment to the bit is important. <laughs> I almost bought Cassidy myself just because I was like, man, fuck this guy. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, what's up, buddy? There you go. <sighs> so, again, this, of course, is Cassidy Haynes, the elusive Cassidy Haynes, who uh, has uh, has been booked many, many times for this show and is finally here. It's actually happening. I lost um, the bet. That's why it happened. We bet on the Falcons and yeah. Panthers game. And that's it- dumb of you. The kicker, it really was. The kicker decided to fuck me over. Hey, no, 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 I no, want cast no, on the spotlight. No, he decided to fuck you over is DJ Moore. That is DJ Moore lost yeah. you guys that game like twice. Or like three mean, times when I look at it one way. I mean, he dropped the one pass, but then he made up for it, taking the helmet off. The kicker had a 33-yard field goal in overtime. Just make the kick. What do we pay you for? Shouldn't even been you? there. I don't pay you. I don't care. Shouldn't even been there. Shouldn't even been there. Probably not. Yeah. It's helping our tanking, at least. I'm I'm all for it. How's it going, buddy? What's up, brother? How you been? Good. You're my stepfather now. From what I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, I was I playing. I was playing my jam. Hold on, Steven wasn't even in there. I had the song going and everything when I came in. What? Can you hear it? Is Wait, that the song? What, what song is this? This is Mother Lover by Lonely Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I make it out at first. That makes sense. I thought you were trying to play the song you dance with my. I do. I hate Bob Seger. I hate Bob Seger. That's y'all. Wow. Oh, my mom's dude, gonna divorce you. I hate Bob Seger. I don't. That's not my shit. There's no. I hate, dude. I was. That's why I was like, I don't even know how to dance to Bob Seger. Y'all make y'all making fun of me for it too. I can't even. I was like, that's all. <laughs> you play something good, and I'll be out there like fucking. It'd be bad. Like it's it's okay, actually me, probably for your benefit that they played Bob Seger. That's why. I <laughs> let me let me tell this story. Let me tell this story. Right back. <laughs> this is gonna be, by the way, everybody, our most all over the place interview because. We actually kind of sort of like Cass. And yeah, so- well, and for those of you who don't know, this is Cassidy Haynes, Bodyslam.net, um, my my roommate from the wedding weekend that we're about to be talking about, I'm sure. So, so, it's, so it's, it was a good weekend. It was a very good weekend. So it's my yeah. wedding, and Bob Seger comes on. Well, like Night Moves or something, or Old Time Rock and Roll. It was Old Time Rock and Roll. Yeah, it was Old Time Rock and Roll. And my mom, who loves to dance, people, my mom has been on a million shows with me before. She comes over, and she, she just – asked you she's like will you dance with me and you're just looking like i don't know about that and then Bob Seger, first of all so in my mind i'm like i don't even know how to do this um <laughs> it's i guess you just do a bunch of finger guns to bob Seger. is that what you do i don't yeah. know i bullied you into dancing with her because i'm like you're you really gonna really turn did. down and dance with my mom and you're like oh well i guess i have to now yeah i was like yeah <laughs> As Hannah said, what she said, uh, you was just like two yeah, well, shoes. Who lost I have no, 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 no. I have the rhythm of an old shoe with nobody in it. 
of all oh, when i witnessed all that happened that happened right next to me and i was like i was just happy that i didn't get asked because i like i would have been <laughs> in the same position because you totally were you legitimately did say like oh wait you're gonna turn on a dance with my mom yeah. and then it's like dude i mean you got you can't say no at that point. have to at no. that point i was like ah all right it's like i'm in all right let's go mother let's of the it. groom you can't turn down to dance with her luckily though it was at least a good halfway point to the bar so i was like I was going to boop be bop and skip my way over to the bar and hopefully come back and be fine again. <laughs> oh, Cass, uh, let me ask you a question we ask everybody. How did you get started in the wrestling media <laughs> landscape? Uh, the year was a crisp 1996, probably of earlier, earlier. Like, I've been around forever. Like, people don't even realize it. Like, I, I, uh, I did this, yeah, I want to say it was probably 1996. If not sooner, I had websites. Because I was trying to think, like, I know it was before I moved into this house that I live in when, now when I was a kid because I'm in the house that my mom used to uh, when I used to live with my mom when I was a kid. She's not here anymore, but well, she's across the town. I think she's dead. She's with, <laughs> she's with the yeah, She's not here anymore. She's not here anymore. She's not here. But she's over there. She's at the fucking house. <laughs> fucking Z-Man. Oh, dude, I tried to I told Biggs about that the other day. I tried to fight <laughs> Z-Man because uh, he, he posted this thing about uh, Z-Man. I was like, oh, that son of a bitch. He was like, wait, what? I was like, oh, fuck, I hate Z-Man, bro. Anyway, uh, no, it was like 1996. I started doing websites and shit, and then, like, writing news just kind of fell along the way. You know what I mean? Like, I just, just started doing it when I was just, you know, how did you start? Same way. You're like, I don't know. I need to do something with my spare time, I guess. And it just started happening when I was a kid. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing this shit forever. Like, I think before, the first actual, like, blog-style website that I can even remember was this, like, Lords of Pain offspring side. Does anybody remember this lethal injection? Yeah. When I was a kid. 3.3 there too. He wrote for that site as well. And now he's like a DJ, a morning DJ down there in uh, Greenville. Uh, so he, were, he and I both started doing that shit when we were like, bro, I want to say we were like 13 or younger. So that's what I'm going to say, like 1996, 1998. So I was already in it by the time Lethal Ejection and all that stuff started. I, so I was writing is... for Wars of Pain at the time. Too. I wasn't even, I don't think I was writing under my name. I think I had a fake name. I don't even know what I used. I had like 20 of them. I think they just made them up for me. Like the website did. I was like, I don't care, dude. Whatever you want me to write as. I don't give a shit. But it's not going to be as me because I'm not going to get picked on as I, in high school. Like I already was getting, you know what I mean? That one, that show wasn't that cool. Wrestling was um, cool in '98. It was cool then, like, like, uh, yeah, Brother, least... not really, oh, not really, <laughs> dude. That I was when, wrestling like... in '98 where I was. Yeah, but no, dude. I mean, it was. Yeah, we were was wrestling like, shirts to school. Wasn't really like what you did. You know what I mean? Like you do now. I was rocking yeah. Austin shirts all the time. Same. NWO Goldberg. Goldberg. Yeah, I had yeah, those. Goldberg. I had those. You got made fun of, and I was like, I'm quickly taking this shit off. Yeah, oh, I live man. in North Carolina. I don't Carolina. know. So it, it it came and went for for my um area as well like it, but it got really big for a minute we're like it yeah was for everywhere. a minute it was cool yeah yeah but then after that it wasn't cool again you know yeah like, oh, oh no no there were there was definitely yeah. a while like yeah yeah 
Wait, hold on. So you're talking about we're talking we're talking ninety six. So this is like AOL before, dial up internet. Yeah, on like, bro. I remember yeah. all that shit. Dude, I remember I rem- all that shit. I remember there used to be like like the geo sites like websites and all that stuff. So like anywhere. Bro, Angel, Angel, Angel Fire. Angel Fire. Angel Fire. Yeah. <laughs> right. yes. Geo wow. Angel Fire. That's how old we are when watching yeah. this interview right yeah. now. Is like thirty nine. I'll be fucking forty in March, guys. I'm fucking old. Oh, we're not too far yeah. behind you, dude. Yeah, so like I I was doing all that shit back in the day, man. And (laughs) I don't know, man. I remember being in like one day, I I was sitting in high school and somebody came in and sat down next to me. Like, hey, brother, have I been reading my wrestling news from you? And I was like, fuck me. Uh, Probably. I don't know. Have you? And then like he started telling me where he was going to read it. And I'm like, well, time to fucking abandon ship. And I uh, (laughs) sold all my fucking websites and went into hiding for a few years and funded uh, whatever I could out of that. And then I came back. I don't know. About like two thousand six, seven, eight. I was just like, "What the fuck am I doing? Like, who cares?" I, I was making money when I was in high school doing this. I could, I could use the money now. So I just, just started doing it again. Like, but it was mostly indie stuff when I came back because, like, that was what was accessible and I could actually kind of get my hand on and like be part of. So I started going to all these indies, like two thousand eight, and uh, just doing like indie sites and shit. I had other websites again that I worked for. I had like a cheap heat website. Back in the like about 10 12 years ago, 15 years ago, GP wrestling or whatever, did that one. But uh, that's how I started doing all this shit, man. I, I started, uh, I went to wrestling school probably for a little bit, like 2008. That was fun. Wait, 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 any anyone notable that was a part Ricky, of that? Ricky, Ricky Morton trained me for a little bit. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, nice. he was there every weekend. Um, but it was a shithole here in Waynesville. Uh, but Chase and Ricky came every week. Chase Owens and Ricky were there. So that's how I met uh, Ricky and Chase. I ended up just managing Chase because, like, I was like, dude, I'm too old for this. I was 28, I think, at the time. I'm already too old for this shit. I was, like, hurting my shoulder every week. Well, you could get into the, the DDP route here. He started when he was, like, 40. Well, 35. yeah, I was going to. 35. I was going to. And I was like, I should have gotten surgeries when I was a kid from when I actually played real sports. And, like, I just don't – I just didn't have it anymore, man. My fucking shoulders were blowing out every week. I was like, yeah, this is not for me. It's not going to work. I just knew I wasn't going to be able to do it. I was too broken down at 28, bro. That was a hard life. It <laughs> was a hard life at 28. Couldn't, couldn't do like, it anymore. Doggy, like in, in Cassidy years, that 28 was probably the equivalent of like oh, 47 yeah. for most people. Yeah. I would say, you, you, you said you're about to turn I was, 40. You're, I was you're like slowing seven. down at 28, brother. I was slowing down at 28. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, yeah. So if you think, you know me. I was slowing down at 28, probably. So, yeah, you're like, you, you don't even know, man. I can't believe I'm honestly. I should have made it past 30. So, we're at 40. It's, a, it's We're all on bar at time, guys. We're having fun now. <laughs> uh, your 40th birthday will, will be will be great. That'll probably be the end of you. Shit, man. <laughs> Dude, I had asshole friends. So, my buddy in Chicago that I stayed with, like my best friend when I grew up there, I grew up with him. He, um, him and his fucking, they used to do bets like every year if I'm going to be alive. So like randomly, <laughs> I get a phone call like three in the morning on like a Tuesday in the middle of September. Just pick a random date. It's my buddy. I'm like, that's fucking weird. I answer. And I'm like, what's up, man? And he says, him going, fuck, I lost. <laughs> he just hangs up the phone. I'm like, what? <laughs> so that was like, they would have bet every year. Like it, how much? How much are they betting on your death? I don't know. Like how, one of hundred bucks. Like, how like much pool. is their death worth to you? Is what I want to know. It was a running pool. 
They had a running Gould one. I don't know how much it's worth now. I think they just stopped doing it because they're like, he's never going to die. Like, See, I believe I can believe that too. Like you've survived yeah, like, all I this. Dude, I should have been dead so many times. Yeah. They're like, is this not going to happen? Dude, I, the whole month of October where I've been hiding, kidney and liver failure for a month. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. You've just been to the hospital, throwing up blood, all this stuff. You're good. I went twice to the hospital and they're like, yeah, we don't even care, man. They just sent me home. They're like, we know. They're just like, get here's some fluids. Just fucking go home. They're done with me too. Yeah. yeah. How how like, did man. uh body slam start? I was like, I guess I was doing this other sites for a while, and um, I don't know, man. I was just like, fuck, this thing's floundering. It's not really doing well. And I was like, uh, I need something to like just do better. And I just sat there and looked for new names to start for website, just to rebrand, you know. And uh, that was the one I landed on. That nice. was really it. It was just searching for stuff. And I would have gone like .com, but you want to buy that? You want to buy bodyslam.com? Fork over a couple hundred thousand dollars, apparently. So I was like, yeah, nobody's ever doing that. So I think I'm safe with uh, .net. So I just ran with that instead. It's a very, uh, it's a very Post Malone-esque story there, Cass. Yeah. Um, I know he also used like a random name generator and, yeah. you know. Well, I had some history. other options, but I mean, really, it was just like I needed to rebrand because I, like I said, I had like Chief Heat Wrestling. I was doing that for a long time, right? And now there's like podcasts and shit. They have that. Like, I think Sam Roberts even stole that fucking podcast name from. <laughs> they had that website first. But whatever, what are we gonna do? What you gonna do about it? So I was like, well, that's getting better traction than what I was doing. So I think I need to rebrand. So basically, that's what happened. Is I rebranded from that because his podcast was doing better than my website, which had been going around for like ten years before that, anyway. Um, and that was just some of the options. I had some friends and we just started talking, but like had some people kick me ideas and I started looking around and that was the most like made more sense for branding and marketing purposes as far as like how to, you know, what I thought would work. And it just, uh, it's just it was open. It was one of the open website domains. And so I just bought it and I spent about what I'd say three or four months like running it without like even letting people know it was there just to get like a back history and a back catalog of stuff before I did like a soft launch and then I did like a hard launch, I think, uh, January, 2018. Cause like, I think my soft launch was whatever that first star cast was in Winston Salem or Greensboro mm -hmm. that night. So I was at that. And I think that was the first night I went live and like was running. Uh, I started doing like live results that night. So I was like getting actual traffic from that night on, but I didn't really launch. I think until January that first year of, uh, 2018. Do you, uh, <laughs> do you want to talk about like any like kind of the bigger stories that broke like around the time that the website was founded or um you know i do there's so many i couldn't even really fucking I, I'm, not, I'm not that good at remembering shit i have to go pull my stuff back up honestly but like i just did a bunch of shit back then like um what really got me was a lot of the uh i guess the the, the saudi arabia stuff 2000 whenever then halloween that when they got like uh not yeah. held hostage <laughs> right right yeah <laughs> that stuff so that that was really some of the first stuff because like yeah, i didn't I mean i knew people that were on the plane and they were texting me about it they were like hey man just in case i don't make it here's what's going on i was like oh well all right thank you and he's like wait till i get home then you can print all this shit i'm like all right cool <laughs> so that was really like how the cow started but i did a bunch i mean i've been around like a bunch of stuff i think i did like some of the Sting contract info was some of my first AEW stuff for a little bit there that got information that nobody really saw. <laughs> I was like, I think I had how long he had signed when he actually signed. 
what he had and there's a bunch of shit, man. Like, but everybody knows me from Daniel Bryan on, basically, or Danielson on. So that's say, really the one. The, that, you know, the we'll Danielson got stuff. Me anywhere. Yeah, the, the Danielson yeah. stuff is when I remember you blew up, and then you had people. I think I texted you that day. You, it was like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I mean, we we. the scoop so i can pre-write the story and everything yeah, I so i was that. asking I used to, you i don't mind doing it i'm like hey i got something coming for you <laughs> i was asking you that for something you were like, okay that was a sweaty day man because like I, I i hit sean up because i was checking on some that and he was like hey i got this cm punk stuff that's about to go have you heard anything about that i was like well fuck that's on this list too uh <laughs> i was like have you heard anything about this though and he was like wait what i'm like all right hold on I'll be I'll get to you in a second. And I was like, I know where I'm focusing my energy now because he had the other shit. So I was like, all right. But uh, yeah, it was a busy day. Uh, but from there, you know, that's where most people know me from. But dude, I've been around doing this shit forever. And like, that was the thing too, is I was just interviewed. I did most of the indie stuff. So, you know, all of these guys that are now famous, I've known since they were fucking starting out, which is my favorite thing to do is watch these guys that are fucking green and then watch them get, you know, get somewhere. That's awesome. Oh yeah. I'm kind of in that boat right now is like starting to happen a little bit more because my my like getting deep on the indie scene is more like 2015 on kind of mm -hmm. so like so that's starting to I'm, I'm starting to kind of understand probably what yeah you know you know so it's it, yeah, but it's, I mean, dude, you, you're in the same area man because I'm like two and a half hours from you like I right. go to Atlanta stuff all the time so we well, that's where we met in person people. for the first time GCW in Atlanta at center stage that's fun. That was a fun night. That was a fun weekend, man. The Char the Charlotte one before that was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, you got to see me in my natural element, which is really not like <laughs> really not even working. It's just hanging out and doing stuff with the guys and the boys, and just chilling. Like yeah, I, think I, I knew I, I carded I... my way into this hat. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, let me get one of them hats too. Like I'll get you later. Like I, uh, I think. I think Jensen had messaged me that night. It's like, oh, hanging out with Cass. It's like, oh, I know, I know what's going on here. I know because I know how Cass hangs out at these shows. <laughs> I, I've, I've been with yeah. Cass. I go to have shows. fun. I go to have fun. You do. You enjoy yourself. Like, but bless that's, it. Honestly, man, that's, dude, that's something that's funny when these people like. I got this other guy the other day be talking shit on Twitter. He's like, yeah, you seem like a lot of fun. You, you need to lighten the fuck up, you asshole. And I was like, this guy. I was like, this guy. I was like wow. So by the time this one guy, he comments on you guys' stuff all the time. I think his name is Joel or something. He was like, uh, man, imagine thinking Cassidy's not fun. I was like, fucking right? I was like, this guy. Talking about somebody that's talking shit about not knowing anything. Like, I've never been accused of not being fun, buddy. Like, come on. Oh, so funny. that's always great when people start using that against me on Twitter. I'm like, well, obviously you have never seen anything about me <laughs> to be like, you're no fun. You fucking square. All right. Thanks guy. Cass, Cass legitimately the, the nicest and like most fun person to, to hang out with. I, I think, I, I don't know if I've told the story on this show before, but I know I've told it before. First time we met was after it was at full gear 2019. Oh, uh, so that I, was, that was, that was, that's the story. That's the one that really kind of got me was that Jimmy Jacob or not Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy rave, Jimmy havoc fight havoc. Sorry. Jimmy havoc fight. Jimmy yeah. Jimmy so that was the one where anybody was, cause people were like, this can't be true. There's no way yeah. this fight, this fight really happened. I'm like, guys, I was fucking there, but all right, man, <laughs> if you guys say so, you know what I mean? Like, okay. And we were at full gear and, uh, 
I, I think I'd report it right before I left the hotel. Yeah. So like by the time I got there, you're sitting there and you're like, Hey, uh, Sean uh, told me to tell you, Hey, I was like, Oh shit, what's up, man. And we kind of like socialized and fraternized there. And my first thing is like, Hey, where are you from? And you were like Raleigh. And I was like, Oh shit, man, I'm from Asheville. So we we're in from both from North Carolina. In my mind, I'm like, I know what I'm going to ask you later after the show. You know, I'm like, we're going like, to see this guy. This guy's going to want to hang out. He's from North Carolina. If not, what the fuck are we even doing here? So I, was like, I had a bigger like, beard than I had now. I, I mean, I, I looked like the writing I, was on the wall, pal. You know, yeah. I mean? like, you weren't fooling any. You weren't fooling anybody. <laughs> like, hey, man, you want to catch a buzz on the way home? Um, so I hung out after the show, and then we've been friends with some of the guys. Yeah, with some of the guys. Yeah. Uh, with some of the with some of the some people from the show. Some of the, some of the talent. <clears throat> so I was like, hey, I'm meeting some people after the scrum from the at the hotel. Do you want to go with me? And you were like, yeah, let's go. But uh, yeah, that night, that was the Jimmy Jimmy Havoc fight that people were yeah. like, there's no, there's no way that could be true. And I remember walking to the scrum and uh, everybody was talking about it when I got in there. And they were like, who's going to be the one to ask about the Jimmy? Uh, I think Nick was like, well, anybody should fucking ask because she's decent. since he fucking reported. I was like, yeah, that'd be only, I think, fitting and fair, right? So I was trying to ask it and nobody would fucking let me speak. And then somebody stole it from me. I was like, fucking assholes. But whatever. But yeah, he acknowledged that one. What was Tony? What did he say? Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen worse fights in football. And I'm like, ah, I bet you have. But that was pretty fucking wild, still, because he stabbed <laughs> him in the neck with a fork. But whatever. <laughs> oh, Choked man. him out, then got stabbed with the neck with a fork. Like, damn. He's mad about it. Rough, rough night for Jimmy Havoc. Phone got busted. Dude, he he broke his phone. I watched that. I like. It. I got hit by it. That's when I was like. I'm like, what the fuck was that, man? Because we walked around the corner to just, like, go and catch a buzz. <laughs> like, me and some people from inside, some of the other wrestlers and stuff. And, like, we came back around. The, they were like, that's fucking wild. Let's go and chill the fuck outside for a little bit. Let that cool down. And we rounded back the corner, man. It was, like, the meltdown of Jimmy Havoc outside in the parking lot. So, that was a fun weekend, man. Baltimore was fun. We had to that was really fun. And then that was, like, the last, I guess, revolution happened. But they didn't Yeah, because like, I went to Chicago. Did they I have went a to, I went there. for revolution? No, but I was up there for that. I was up there okay. for that one too. That was the night I went out with Tony and everybody at the after parties and shit till like six in the morning. That was wild. Tony uh, was Tony Khan, the owner. He was yeah. fucking. He led. A, well, there was a conga line of people. It was fucking wild. I remember <laughs> who all. Literally from one bar to the next, everybody was like, "We're gonna lose everybody. Just put your hands on each other's shoulders." And it was like twenty of us walk into the fucking bar, and as soon as you walk in, they're like, "You're with Tony's group, right?" And they just like led us to the tables. And we drank liquor shots all night. It was fun. Tony uh, was telling you his plans to to for world domination. Brother, I heard a year's worth of booking and didn't say a word because he asked <laughs> me not to. And now he hates me. I don't know, man. I was like, brother, I didn't spoil anything for a year. Come on, man. Give me a pass on something. You'd think, right? You oh, had the and I don't think this I don't know who came from, but you had when when Cody came back and him winning the TNT title again. I remember when you told me that and then you reported they, it a couple weeks later and then it yeah, happened because I, I kept saying it on air. I was like, Cody's going to win the title before the end of the year. Like that's my prediction. I, I knew like, that I, the, they, they'd made a new belt for him. I knew about all that. Like I was sitting on it. I was like, I, was like, I, mean, I was like, can, can I do this yet? And the guy's like, yeah, go ahead. You can finally fucking do it. But I was, was that true by the way? Cause I had heard about the new belt, but I didn't know if that was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they didn't mind up actually doing it, it, right? They never use it. They never use it. Yeah, but I heard that it was made also. Yeah, (laughs) it was a new belt and everything. It was all types of stuff. But 
Yeah, I don't know. That was some. That was man. Poor, I miss. I kind of miss Cody in, uh, in AEW. I think that was fun times. That was kind of fun. Hey, I found that this the other day at the Walmart. You got this yet? You guys are Cody guys. Oh, I'm definitely a Cody guy. I I don't have that yet, but I am looking for it. Um, is that the Walmart exclusive one or the? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, it's the nice. Walmart exclusive one with uh, <clears throat> the sweet Codelander get up. Well, because there's like, like a there's like a regular the version one where it's just like a repaint. They both look pretty similar, but I want the Walmart exclusive one that you. Have. Yeah, this is the only at Walmart one. I I didn't want to spend the money that day. I was like, fuck. When I walked in there, I saw it. I was like, "Yeah, now I got to spend money." I know that feeling. Well, we 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 both uh, we both went through that together. Um, after sure, I, yeah. the day after oh, Jeremy's wedding, Jeremy told well, us Jeremy about Jeremy sent us that to the place. store. Yeah, he sent us to like the coolest uh the coolest spot ever to buy God, retro dude. stuff. Yeah, I was just like I was sweating in there. I was this was, it was terrible. I was like, "You're buying shit," and I'm like, "I gotta get the fuck out of here, dude." If 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 I wasn't having to fly with the luggage like if i had space i probably would have left with like like a mint in box 32x that night you know what i yeah. mean like I, I i i had to get out of there because i didn't have the money to spend i would have just built I, I had it but i didn't have it if that makes sense yeah so I like i gotta get out of here before i just like come home with like 300 400 oh, worth of man. bullshit i don't fucking need which like guys i don't know if you know about bullshit i don't need but see i got aw <laughs> figures stacked to the ceiling yeah I got shit stacked. I love it. See, I, bullshit I don't fucking need. I just knocked over so many. Also, Jensen got to watch chat, me. Just claps in the chat, by the way, while this is happening. Jensen got to watch me open baseball cards and football cards I didn't fucking I did. need all weekend, I too. Did. And, like, dude, they're just sitting right here. I don't even know where to put those. I just got, like, stacks. Stacks of fucking football cards. Here's a Terrence, Matt. Here's a Terrence uh, Marshall Jr. You like that one? That's a good one. I mean, anyway. it'd be cool if he played a little bit more. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. I got his rookies, brother. I got all these rookie cards worth him. So let's go. Fuck. I bought. I bought football cards today. It was stupid. Basketball today. It was stupid. But I don't even want to do it. I don't know why I do this to myself. Because you're addicted and it's fun, man. Oh, what did I get? I got some good shit today. Hold on. Oh fuck. Hold on. All right. All right. So today I got. uh, I'm pretty sure this one's worth something. It's this uh, Ant Man rookie. It's a nice uh, purple. Marky Panini. I got, uh, dude, I got, brother, this is, this is just what I sleeved today. Fuck, it was stupid. It was dumb. Oh, uh, fuck. But anyway, hey, anybody wants to buy cards? Let's, let's talk. I got fucking cards out the ass. My buddy Game bought cast. a fucking, uh, my buddy, my buddy who came through the other day and was just at my house. He's like, what's this? It was just sitting on the table that I had opened and it was some fucking like, uh, Panini Zebra Drew McIntyre. He dropped like he's like, I'll buy this for seventy bucks right now. I was like, all right, whatever. He just took it and ran out the door. Uh, apparently, I think I he robbed me blind. I don't know what happened on that one, but stuff like that playing around, dude. I just waste money on shit. I wish you could see the fuck. I'm just gonna reach over and just grab a stack of wrestling cards just to see what we're gonna grab here. Let's see. Um, <laughs> looks like a Sasha Banks relic. Fucking card oh, of man. some people sort. People are gonna go crazy if they know you got that. You're uh, fast lane, really Sasha Banks fast lane relic. Right here we got uh, Bret Hart British Bulldog cell a cell uh, from. That's pretty cool. Their SummerSlam match it looks, and then I got this Hogan Warrior fucking cell as well. That's mm-hmm. what that's that was just that that was that that stack. Do you have um? I've actually been I, I don't I I used to collect cards when I was younger, but um, I've been looking into uh, graded cards lately potentially as like. As uh, investments, if you will, yeah, uh, I, I, oh, yeah. I consider a lot of my my collection investments to make myself feel better about the amount of money I spend. 
Um, All the autographs are out of range, right? Yeah. Um, but I is it would you do you know anything about like I've been looking at like the Cody Rhodes AEW rookie cards and they don't seem super they don't seem super expensive. They seem pretty reasonable, but they're graded like mint like nines, nine point fives. I think I found a ten as well. I think I found an MJF ten. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I might actually get a few of these. Like I kind of have the itch to get back into the cards a little bit. Yeah, I my buddy though, he he buys wrestling cards like crazy. Like he found Dude, there's a value, there's a market for him. So if you're going to get it, definitely get the grade. Like anything great is so much more valuable than not, obviously. But <laughs> dude, my buddy found like a Undertaker, uh, gold. He sold it for like five thousand bucks. Like he's got so much shit, dude. It's like one of one Braun Breakers like stuff in these series and crazy shit that he's got. Like so, I, I got, I just, I get addicted just watching him do it. So then I just, let me just grab another stack. Let me see what kind of. <laughs> i got so many stupid shit over here where are they at oh, here we go this is the ones i was looking for so apparently i was like because you know like what's the weird shit undertaker won't sign like his 1991 like card right oh you is that a thing i didn't know that yeah yeah he won't sign it so i was like oh that's weird so i just remember like i was like let me just go to my box of cards when i was a kid there you go. Here's that Undertaker 1999 I found. Uh, probably perfectly minted too. But uh, dude, I just—I just, I even had them when I was a kid. Like I just had boxes and boxes. My WCW cards are stupid. I don't even know where those are. But yeah. I have every one of them. Uh, I, you I'm could possibly very find. Jealous, very jealous about that. I love. I don't them. even know what's in this box. I don't have a clue. We're gonna see. Oh, uh, DC cards from 1991. DC comic cards from 1991. Well, that was part of it. I could tell you had um, the the itch badly when we were um, when we were walking around that uh, that spot that Jeremy told us about. And like we had seen all the figures and stuff already. And then you were like, oh, they have comic books too. Fuck me. Like, great. Dude, like- hold on. Uh, <laughs> comic books. I've got my like, I got under I got Wolverine number one somewhere like graded. You uh, should set up a table at WrestleCade cast and just yeah. like no a bunch of this stuff. Yeah, Carnies, on, uh, Marks. Carnies, you got masks. You want masks? You guys like masks? <laughs> uh, I do want like a Penta mask. Here's a Penta. Yeah. Here's a Penta mask. It's pretty fucking. It's uh, authentic, actually. So it's like got the actual sequence. Like, dude, it's just stupid. I fucking hate it. I don't even know what. Here's another one. I don't even know what this mask is. It's a guy. It's like a white one. <laughs> just uh, cash. Just start sending me like monthly, monthly like gift boxes. I got kids oh, now. I'll, I'll put this stuff to use. I would Dude. subscribe to a cast crate. <laughs> a cast crate, bro. <laughs> oh, what's this box? Let's see. Oh, these are baseball cards when I was a child. Apparently, one of nineteen. Uh, here's a nineteen eighty whatever Mike Schmidt. Oh wow! Oh, that's no, no, excuse me. It's a nineteen seventy four Mike Schmidt. My God. Uh, there you go. Kevin I gotta get you. Cards. I gotta get you in touch with uh, my buddy Dustin because he collects a bunch of stuff. You might have seen him on Twitter, but I he collects a bunch of stuff and has like a whole room. I'm sure yeah, he you, will. What do we do? It's not the break. Lose Jeremy. There we go. No, no we're good. back. We got oh, Okay. We're good. Tom Glavin rookie cards, bro. I don't even know. Braves legend. <laughs> Dude, I Braves fan. I'm Braves. Fan. Fan, guys, I, haven't, I quit watching baseball, of course, when we got eliminated because that's what that's Braves fair. fans do. Yeah, is what game are we on in the World Series now? It's like game three or four, right? It's game I'm, three I'm not, as we're recording. <laughs> it is game three uh, as we're recording. 
Uh, I can tell you that that this will date when this is taking place. Uh, The Phillies up 3-0 in the bottom of the second. There you go. Nice. Fuck the Phillies. I hate the Phillies so fucking much, man. Why? I mean, I assume you became a Braves fan just because you live in Atlanta. Yeah, I grew up. I was born in Marietta, so like I, yeah. when I was a baby. Like my family, that's where my family's from. So I was okay, my first okay. Game when I was a baby, like I think my Man. parents took me to baby when I was a literally baby. That my parents were taking me to games. So yeah, very was, important. Very I important. Say, I grew. I grew up in the same city, Marietta, which is this crazy small world. Mm-hmm. Very important Braves question. Best Braves pitcher of the three-headed monster. Smoltz. Ooh, that's so that's I'm between what Smoltz, Smoltz, Maddox, and Glavin. Yes, I don't I'm know, a Maddox going guy. Smoltz. See, I, I was I'm a Maddox Dude, guy too. Fuck, fuck Smoltz, all that. Smoltz is Steve, the workhorse. Steve I've got his rookie card. I just pulled a Steve Avery rookie card out. If you want there to, right there, pull it back out. Fucking Steve Avery, fucking Mark Wolders, son. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I. Mike Stanton. I, uh, yeah. Fucking. Oh, I remember. I was very into baseball when I was. Charlie Lee Brandt was the fifth man in that rotation. In case you were wondering. Dude, that was a. That was a squad, dude. I remember like Raphael Belliard and those dudes, Mark Lemke, some OGs uh, right there. Before Belliard, who was there before Belliard? Um, because I think they traded for him in '90. Well, was Blauser? Was that Blauser? Jeff, Jeff Blauser. Jeff yeah. fucking Blauser. It came from yeah. the Cubs. Yeah, came from the man. Cubs. So much. I was just obscure. I have just the most obscure Braves and Twins knowledge of like. The like oh, early God. to mid nineties, and then it's like, and then I just like got out. I got way too into like combat sports and stuff, and just in football, yeah. and I just like stopped like watching baseball. I, I like going to games live, like you know most people do, but I just stopped like following it after like, probably like the late nineties, probably around the time when Griffey's like kind of stopped. Like when he started like slowing down, and and Kirby Puckett wasn't playing anymore, and I was like, all right, I think this, I'm out. I, you know, I quit watching when I tore my shoulder in high school and I lost all my scholarships to college. Oh yeah, that's like, gotta be. Uh, yeah, college like, as a pitcher, I would. I was gone into colleges. I could have gone to college as a wrestler, or a pitcher, or a third base catcher. I was played. I played all over the place. I was good at sports. Oh, I, I played catcher. I, I was a catcher, and they, for my entire youth, they used to try to all always try to make me play. I played behind fucking what's his name, uh, Carl Anderson. Chad fucking Allegra was our fucking uh, catcher in our traveling team. I was behind him <laughs> on the fucking traveling team here in, in our area. Motherfucker never got. I never had to play because of him. He played third base too, so I was always fucking behind that guy. He should. I mean, I don't know if you have the money to fight him. He. It takes a lot of money to for Carl Anderson to show up anywhere. Did you fight him? Nah. Could you beat up Carl Anderson? Nah, probably not. I'm a pussy now. <laughs> Would you? You, like take Gallows, Gallows. you take yeah, a chop. You take a I tried. I tried. I asked. Did him. you he do it one time? Yeah, he was being a dick uh, about it too. Gallows likes me. Gallows and our buddies. Anderson never yes. would. Anderson always was kind of weird. Never would chat. Never would hang out. But mm. Gallows is cool. Gallows, I like Gallows. I miss him being around. Who's the Who's the worst uh, chop that you've taken? Fucking cash off the screen, off the air too. Was the worst one I ever did because I literally Nyla had just lit me the fuck up, and I literally just got done filming Nyla, put my shit back on. I was like, thanks God, that sucked because she hit my back and my chest. And uh, right then the elevator cash comes out, and he's like, "Did I fucking miss it?" Yeah, yeah, just filmed it, man. He's like, "Oh shit!" And he's like, "Let me see." And I was like, "Y'all show him it's starting to raise up." I bet. So I'm like, "Yeah." As soon as I get like right here, he's just like, "Ah, fucking hits me so hard, so fucking hard that there was some woman 
that was like working like in this little like side area room next she came running she dropped shit running thought something bad happened she was like thought somebody was in a fight like something terrible had happened she came she, what the f-? and it's just me with like a hand to just say dude it was and he just laughs and i'm like dude that wasn't even on i looked at my buddy i was like did you film that at least and he was like no and i was like dude and he was like yep yeah, and just ran away but um <laughs> That one was probably the worst just because I wasn't ready. You know what I mean? Like I had not, I had no idea it was coming. And my shirt was over my head, dude, like hockey style. I didn't even see. It was just, God down. And, but AJ Gray's was bad too. Like, you that one hurt. And I had just done seven in a row by the time I did it. Yeah, that one hurt too. But uh, my mom apparently doesn't want me to do chops anymore because she thinks that's why my back broke. And I'm like, no, it's the car wreck that I got thrown out of the car when it flipped four times and thrown <laughs> through the vehicle. That broke my back, not chops. <laughs> yeah, that sounds a lot worse than chops. Yeah, that apparently did it. They were like, when I was in the dock, in the dock, like, is there anything could have happened that maybe your back could have gotten hurt from? I was like, what is that fucking wreck that you <laughs> literally treated me for? And he was like, when- Oh, yeah. When did this wreck happen? This was 20... Janu- January... 2020. January 31st, 2020. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right before I, remember... I went to Revolution. I went to Revolution two weeks later with a concussion like a motherfucker, bro. I remember that because I I was messaging you if you needed anything or whatever, and you're like, oh, yeah, like I'm out. I'm going to Revolution in a couple weeks. I'm just like, you are... I went to Atlanta between that, the cage match thing on the way to that, I think, on the way, the road to revolution or whatever that was, the Cody cage match. Wasn't that like in February? Oh, I was at that too. Yeah, that was a great show. And then like two or three weeks later was the show in Chicago, the revolution, then the world shut down. But yeah, that's when I had fucking gotten that wreck. Dude, I had a concussion. That was, though, I thought the only thing that we thought was the problem. They were like, (laughs) oh, you just got a concussion. I'm like, you think? (laughs) Like, like, yeah. All right. But, uh, yeah, I remember having to do concussion tests for like, dude, uh, 18 months before I fucking finally cleared a concussion protocol little test. They were like, don't get hit again. I'm like, that's a good rule of thumb anywhere. But thanks, Doc. But uh, yeah, then, um, yeah, then I guess uh, that flight in January to GCW, I flew up there for Hammerstein and the, pr- the cabin pressure uh, fucking because my, my vertebrae and shit were already just wrecked apparently and I didn't know it. I've been walking around, but uh, apparently the pressurizing and depressurizing of the cabin caused that fucking broken vertebrae just to slide even worse. Or maybe that's where when it slid as far, they don't know. But yeah, it was like nine times what it should have been out of place from like the gap distance. And I couldn't, it it touched that nerve or whatever, that lower, uh, that some nerve on my, uh, I still got nerve damage. My foot's still fucked up. But yeah, like it, uh, that cabin pressure. So by the end of the weekend, I could move that on my, on my spine, hit that nerve, and I couldn't walk. So by the time I got back home from uh, Hammerstein, bro, I was like, get me out of this fucking. I, I was like hobbling, like old man. I could barely get to the car, sat down, got drove my ass home, and I couldn't move for like two weeks. I was like, something's fucked up, man. Like, I don't understand. Like, what happened? Went to the doctor, and they're like, yeah, your shit's fucking shattered. Like, it was bad. It's crazy. Now you just drive everywhere. Yeah. Huh? I said, now you just drive everywhere. Like, if you, you haven't flown since then, have you? No. I, I drove most of the time before that anyway. I only flew when it was like, I don't know, just a little bit too far and not like somewhere I wanted to have my car. Like, I didn't really want my car in New York. I don't understand like how, I don't understand how your body is, is held up. You, 
Bro, wrestlers drive everywhere all the time anyway. It's no different. I put my mile. You got to get your miles somewhere, baby. You can't yeah. take my miles. You can't take my I miles. I feel like wrestlers don't have half the injuries that you have. I, why, think I, why do you think I couldn't do this at 28? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would have I would, I would fallen the fuck apart. They got the but, buses uh, now. We got to where, – where's Cody to pay for you for a bus? Dude, I would be I, – I don't know. I don't think I would like to ride. I like driving. I don't, I don't like the riding in the car part. I like to drive it. Fair. I don't know. I'm I'm very similar. Very similar. Yeah. You can't put me in the back. I'll be puking like a child, car sickness style. So yeah, my man that. knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, my man knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I didn't even tell you about um my flight home. Like oh, God. I don't want to even need to get into all that on this. I've talked about it a little bit on like other podcasts and stuff. But dude, it resulted in me having a legitimate panic attack on the plane and i wound up having to be wheelchaired like out of there like and then i had to walk so you know you know hartsfield international airport yeah. oh, so yeah. they put me in a wheelchair they took all my vitals and everything because like i was like really i was like messed up they like, took my blood and my blood pressure and um uh a whole bunch of red tests and they had like an ambulance there ready for me and everything i yeah. had like a full-on like it was like the culmination of like 34 years of like hating flying and motion sickness and claustrophobia and, and nervousness and nauseousness and just everything just all at one time. Anyway, I just had, it was a legitimate panic attack where, you know, I couldn't feel my arms and legs. It was, it was, it was scary. Oh, dude. Yeah. I have um, to take, I had to take anxiety medicine. Like did you in the day? Like supposed to take three times a day to like, I have high functioning anxiety. So I'm like constantly in a panic. So I know exactly what you're talking about. So, but the, the funny but, thing, yeah, though, so were they waiting on you when you landed? Well, so, so no, so, like, no, so did this happen in the air? Oh, sorry. I, I, I think there was a little bit of a delay. Um, I, uh, so it, I, it was bad the whole time, but like when we landed, I was like trying to, uh, get off the plane and I like couldn't feel my arms and legs. And I, I honestly thought I was like having a heart attack or something. And like the whole plane before I knew it, the whole plane had cleared out. And I was just sitting there. I was the only one on the plane. So someone came up to me and was like asking if I was okay. And I was like, honestly, like, I, like, I don't think so. Like, I don't, like, I've never felt like this before. So they like kind of helped me off the plane and put me in this wheelchair. And like I said, they like took all my, all my vitals and, and literally like took my blood. I was sitting there like with the, with the passengers who were getting ready to board the plane that I just got off of probably just freaking everybody out. You know, they're all like, what's happened to this guy on the plane we're about to get on to. Um, and, uh, but this is the funny part about this is, so I'm sitting in this wheelchair afterwards for like 15 minutes and just like, I think they completely forgot about me. So I just stood up with like my luggage, like I put my like heavy ass backpack on and grabbed my, my, uh, my suitcase. And because I didn't, I was so messed up. I didn't want to get on the trains throughout the airport. So I walked the entire distance of Hartsfield International and my dad was like waiting for me at baggage claim and he like he knows like he knows he knew it was bad so anyway i i did like a 45 minute long walk like just all the way that's across like five, the airport. that's like five miles dude. dude it was so long and at the end of it but by, by about about halfway into it i started feeling better um but i have made the the complete decision that i will never fly again like i i, I will never do it so i'm with you man i actually uh I actually can sympathize for uh for kind of what you uh what you deal with with that man. It sucks, but it was worth it for Jeremy. I was glad I was at yeah. the wedding. 
It was a good drive. It was a nice, easy ride. I mean, shit, man, that ride was longer than I thought it was going to be. It was, what, nine hours? Dude, but, and you don't sleep either. Like, you, like you, because <laughs> you also sleep. drove, because you also never drove SB three to the airport one of these nights at like four in the morning or something. I mean, you're an animal, dude. But very appreciated, though. I mean, it was like a great, yeah. great guy. But that was nuts, it, man. That was all. He didn't need a, an Uber that long. Would have been a bitch that early. Fuck that. I've been a bitch for Uber, so I was like, no, I'll drive you, man. Fuck it. Because like we went to bed at what? You would go. You went to bed at what? Like two. 1 o'clock. Yeah, I can't remember. So I was like, man, it's like two more hours. Fuck it. So I'll just watch uh, Russell War 89 and wait for him. Because <laughs> he, he just crashed on the couch at the Airbnb. Yeah. Um, I think I rolled like three blunts, smoked some weed while he was asleep. <laughs> it was a good time. It was a good time. Well, my little, you know, I mean, like, what am I going to do? Well, I mean, like, <laughs> look, man, I've slept all Like, sleeping, I don't, you're right, I don't sleep much. I get, I get my sleep, but Right now, my sleep schedule is really fucked up. And it's because I'm sick a lot, too. So my schedule is, my sleep schedule is really fucking weird. I get, like, four to five hours, like, I guess, a night. But it's, like, in a weird spot of the day. So it would be, like, 5 a.m. to, like, 10. Or, like, you know, like, 3 o'clock to 8, you know? So, or I'll be awake for, like, three days. It's like, all right, it's 11 a.m. now. And then I'll just sleep until 5 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, well, that fucked today up. And then now I know it's going to be bad for, like, another week. But it allows me it allows me to uh, chat with people that I normally wouldn't a lot of times too because I'm like what's Shazza doing at five a.m. So me and Shazza <laughs> talk all the time at five o'clock in the morning because I'm awake and she's doing the middle of her day in Australia time. So you know it's it's it, it, you know it works out. Can you yeah. can you share any Chase Owens road stories? Probably not of him. That'd be a, <laughs> that, that would be fun for him <laughs> um no nah, i mean we i mean just you know just a lot of we, a lot of time i just listened you know i just listened to him and ricky talk or him and sigmund tell me stories because i wrote a lot with sigmund too he was fun and then that guy he's been around everywhere but these guys wrestled early 2000s like i think sigmund was wrestling like 2004 or 5 so i got to listen to like lots of good stories from him but I don't know, man. It's cool. Like, I, I mean, because of those guys, though, I got invited to Bobby Eaton's funeral because of those guys, you know, because I'm eating those guys and doing shit with those guys. And that was really cool. Was that that's probably my favorite thing I ever did was to be like the main sponsor and help raise money for that show, for that Bobby Eaton show that we did on fight before he passed away. I guess it was what December 2019. <laughs> and that was, a, that was a shitload of fun, man. Like, WWE sent Regal to us for that and he was there and did a whole thing while he was under contract and uh that was cool shit but you know i mean not really i can't really tell stories from like i know that those guys tell the stories you know what i mean especially if it's on air because i don't know what they would want to tell you know what i mean but you know i mean just a lot of a lot of nights of just driving all night and then eating a lot of waffle houses in the middle of the morning or denny's and coming back there's not a lot that happens in Shiraz, South Carolina, the fucking that way down you know what i mean like the flats of north carolina south carolina dudes it's boring there wasn't a lot to just just in the car, just listening to fucking listening to Ricky. Usually, that was the most fun. Just listening to him tell stories. Like, come on, baby, rock and roll. You know what I mean? That's a good Morton. That's a yeah, really that's good. I, I goddamn, I told him, baby. Like, goddamn. Nah, I, I love Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ricky, man. I can't wait. Um, he buried me at the last Wrestlecade. I gotta, I gotta fight him. 
this year. I think. Nice. Really? I missed that. Late. Oh, oh yeah. I told you, baby, come on now. What do you do? No, he, so he comes up and he introduces <laughs> himself to, to Sean and everything. He's like, oh, Sean, like, wow, well, you don't return my DMs. And he's like, yeah, you don't follow me. <laughs> and then uh, Sean's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then Sean's like, oh, this is Jeremy. This is our lead writer. He's like, what's your name? And like, Jerry's like, oh, who gives a fuck? I was like, all right, oh, Ricky Morton's just burying me. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, man. You should have been with us the night before because uh, I guess I walked into – or no, maybe it was that night. I went into the bar uh, or whatever, and Carrie was there. And I know Carrie, Carrie wasn't even 21 yet. Carrie's at the bar. He's like, it's Cassidy. Woo! And he's all excited. Waves me over. I'm like, what are you fucking doing here? And he's like, hey, out with my dad, man. He's just having a blast. So I was just <laughs> – I'm not going to any any hotel bar, wherever bar you're at. I'm not going there with you. That's that was that one night. That was just that one night Uh I got kicked out. I just got Uh kicked. That was that night. It was the same bar. (laughs) (laughs) The same bar. Another night. I definitely wasn't going to try to risk that again. If you went back to this, bro, they didn't care. I went the next year. They don't give a shit. They're just happy to see us. And that was the same, like that same bar. And I was uh, in the lobby of the hotel between the bar and the lobby is where I got moonshine drunk with uh, fucking everybody that night. So, yeah, you should definitely come. I'll be there this year. I'm sure we'll hang out. I can't wait. I was going to ask you if you were going to be there because, man, that's my favorite. I love hanging out with you guys. It's so, it's such a good time. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's such a good time. There's so many people there. There's, are you, you have, are you going to be there for the, you have to stay for the day after event, bro? Are you going to be there? So, I don't know if I'm going to say I'm I'm coming on Friday and then I'll be there Saturday, obviously. I don't know about Sunday because now that I'm married and, and have the family and everything, I've had to rearrange my, my travel schedule a little bit. So I will see about, about Sunday, see, but I'll definitely be there Sunday, Friday Saturday. There's, there's more convention on Sunday a little bit, you know, and then we have two shows on Sunday. That's the one, man. Yeah. I, I, well, I got to I gotta see my, white, I gotta see my parents. White Mike. White Mike for the world title Sunday afternoon. I do, I do want to hang out with White Mike. Oh, he'll be there. That, that guy. I mean, it's I know it's our weekend. Yeah, yeah. I know, it's I know it's he's gonna weekend, be there. Yeah, that's, gotta a, that's a big him. weekend for us. Bro. That's a big weekend for this house. <laughs> we have a lot of fun on WrestleCade weekend. I assume White but, Mike just won't won't know it won't know me again. You'll introduce us. We'll have and to do like, it all again, third you. year in a row. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm sure, Jeremy. I've never met you before. Nice to meet you. Like, oh my like, God, we've I, done we met last year. Too. If you hadn't canceled our show, like that we were going to do the three of us, then it would have gone. It'd be a lot, whole lot easier. But you totally that's, canceled that. I did. I did. That's, we did that's like two episodes. We booked George South for the moon, and he canceled. You guys it. were pushing the shit out of George South. Have you not, you bro? Have you? Do you know why? Have you seen it? He wrestled Jimmy Lloyd the other day, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's epic. He huh. was he was wrestling. I mean, he wrestles every year at that show. It's great. It's it's so good. I can't wait for this year too. What's going to happen? I know they've been uh, the program that's been building up for him is uh, George Junior just turned on him, bro. His oh. son just turned his back on him a couple months ago, and now they're feuding. So hopefully, we get a big big blow off for that. I will probably be the day after as well. That's the Sunday night closer, man. You got to dude. If you're there, you have to go to that. It's going to be great. If I'm there, I'll go to the shows. It's just a matter Bandito's of- on it. I think Bandito's on it, isn't he? Okay. I Bandito don't know versus the lineup. Gustavo. Pretty sure that's been announced for it. But. I have no idea what the lineup is. I know they do the, uh, the women's show during like at lunchtime, I think too, usually. And that's usually a lot of fun. 
But yeah, you missed last year, bro. You left early. I know you didn't see George South versus Colby in that death match. No, I did not. I I might say this year because I'm more thanks to Jensen uh, inundated with uh, like the indie stuff. So I, I might I need to stick around for for brand purposes of uh hanging out supporting indie wrestling yeah you, Dude, should definitely, yeah you should definitely do as much uh put over tracy and those guys at ml as you can get as much of their stuff dude those guys are the best they're absolutely the best they are great they're always very friendly to us Cass, i'd ask you what the, the coolest thing in your room is but i feel like you've just showed a million things uh one of them is this which i can sean gave me that uh when we were in chicago because it about hit him that's, that's a show. Uh, who so who 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 wielded the is that is that a gauge a gauge tube? I think this was Effie, uh the Effie gauge match, I think, okay. that first year. Uh that first um uh, that first year there in Chicago. I think that was from that. Uh but I got tons of good stuff. I got a signed I got a Mr. Sacco that's signed back there that he gave me. Um one of my favorites though is probably this. Uh this this can here. Where do you think this came from? Sandman? Yeah, it's a Sandman can. Yeah. Uh, from my, uh, let's see, I guess that was 2015. There was a show, uh, House of Hardcore, March 7th, 2015. Whichever one that was, is like a Hardcore 7, House of Hardcore 7, maybe. I think it was the, the main event was Dirty Heels. So it was Bobby Roode and the Aries versus the Young Bucks. So it was that one. <laughs> and uh, I was up there just for my birthday. It was my birthday. So my buddy was like, let's go. Let's go hang out and let's go to the show. So I rode up there uh, and we, we had front row seats. And uh, at the end, Sandman comes out drunk as fuck to do his like beer bash celebration, you know, with everybody. And he like gets right there in the corner. He's just like yelling, like right down at us. And he's like, get the fuck in here. And I'm like looking around like, is he fucking Sandman talking to me? Like, I'm like, because he's like yelling at me. I'm like, yeah, he's fucking guys, is he talking to me? And he's like, yeah, you motherfucker, get the fuck in here. So I'm like, oh, this is that ECW. We're all going to jump the rail and go hang out with Sandman moment. So I'm like, fuck yeah. So I hop it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, is Atlas going to tackle me? And I'm looking at the Atlas security guy and he's like, just like shaking his head, like, God damn it. You know, like, so I'm like, well, he can't get me. All right, somebody, it's time to get in the ring. And I'm like, all right. Do I slide under and try to look like a badass or do I just like hop up here and step through the ropes? I'm like, you're going to fuck it up if you try to slide, just step through. So I step through and right as I get through, Sandman's like chucked two beers at me. They're just like, and they like hit me in the chest. I'm like, fuck, okay. And I look down and my buddy was trying to dive in and slide like a, like a badass and he gets his arm hooked and he literally like, and just launches him right back into the fucking floor. And I'm like, oh shit. Oh man. <laughs> so I was like, that's why I didn't want to do that. That was what happened to me. Oh man. So like now like he gets back in there and like I thought more people were coming, but it's just like this one random kid that I didn't know and my buddy Mark and the two of us are just like in the ring. And I'm like, nobody else. All right. So it's just like the three of us like having a beer bash with Sandman and the young bucks <laughs> and the dirty heels. And the bucks are just like not here for it because they don't drink and they're right. like, they don't drink. Yeah. yeah. They're just like fuck. And they both gave me their beers. So, like, now Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, they're just like, you can have these. And just, like, give me their beers and, like, high-five and leave. So now I've got, like, four beers. And I'm like, all right. And Sam is screaming at me how to drink these beers. So, like, I go over there and we do a little in the middle of the ring. And I'm just, like, chugging beers with everybody for, like, 30 minutes, basically. Like, Sam had a case of tall boys and we had to finish the case. And we were just in there just drinking beer. 
with Sandman and Bobby Roode, who was pissed at everybody for some reason. And Austin Aries, who this is Austin Aries. We didn't talk to him, but he was there. Uh, he was probably mad that it wasn't fucking red wine anyway, whatever. But uh, yeah, and that was so that that came came from that. And I was leaving with that. I was putting my hoodie, and the guy was like, "You can't carry that out." And I was like, "Dude, I was drinking this in the ring with Sandman." He's like, "Ah, right, you can leave with that." <laughs> so he like he was like, uh, "But yeah, I, like everybody was like, Why, how did you know Sandman?'" I was like, "I didn't, dude. Like I had no fucking clue." he came but me and like two other people like i had like six people with me and i'm like guys where the fuck were you why didn't anybody come with you like oh no man and one buddy said one of my buddies i don't he's i don't remember this part of it he claims that he tried to get in the ring but like bobby Roode gave him a dirty look and i'm like dude he was giving everybody dirty looks what the fuck are you doing like just get in the ring yeah i mean he's like yeah i got up there he's like oh no and he got down I was like, dude, if you did that, if you got all, if you got over the guardrail, why not fucking get in the ring? Like, what are you doing? So, anyway, I was there. That was fun. So that was one of my claims of fame, like moments, and that's probably my coolest two things is that uh, can just because like probably not many other people could be like, yeah, I had a beer bash in the middle of a ring at the ECW arena with the Sandman. So yeah, that's out there. That's cool. And the bugs remember me from that too. They're always like, "You're the guy that drank our beers, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." That was <laughs> later, years later, when I'm at these fucking scrums and shit, they're always like, "I know this guy from somewhere." And when I was hanging out with everybody at the hotels and shit, and they would see me, I'm like, they, they always would try to figure it out and piece it. I'd always, I'd always remind them, like, you know, the member ECW thing at the thing, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, you drank our beer." Like, yeah, I drank your beers. That was me. Cass, you have stories for days. We just need to do a segment on the show. Just Cass shares a, uh, Cass shares a story. Just a... I know lots of them, but a lot of the times I don't remember them until something like somebody says something. If somebody's right. like, give me some good stories, I'm like, I got like four. But like, <laughs> if you guys are like asking me shit, I'll be like, oh, I, something will click. And I'll be like, I got something on that. And I'll have something for you. But as far as me, like everybody's like, you need to write a book, man. I'm like, dude, I wish I could remember. I wish I could remember shit. I should have done this 20 years ago. I should have been writing stuff down. But I never did. But, Cass, let but, let everyone know where they can where they can find you at if they. Oh find man, you. It, dude, you guys can find me uh, online at Castle C A S S H O O O L E. That's three O's in there. On everything, I'm all over the place. Three O's, uh, and Bodyslam.net. Find us there too, man. At Bodyslam.net on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that shit, man. We're everywhere. We're out there. I've been gone for a month, man. This is like literally the first um, sighting I've had. Anybody seen me since your wedding? You have a great Kevin Smith look going on, so dude, I really do. People are always like, "Who, who, who, who do you look like? Who's your uh, who's your doppelganger?" I'm like, "Really? You guys? Like, no? <laughs> All right." You clean up nice, though. You look very nice at the at the wedding. Yeah, yeah everyone. Wedding, yeah, for sure. No, I appreciate it. Man, look how class cleans up. Look at this, man. I had fun, man. That was so much fun. I had such a good time at your wedding, man. I had had a blast with you guys. Oh, yeah. Let's get get married again just so everybody. Oh, you should. Is everybody is everybody coming down for the holiday to see your parents or just you? No, no, it'll it'll probably just be be me. So it'll just be me at WrestleCade and everything. If anybody comes, it'll just be the wife. Uh, The kids will stay here. Okay. Out with grandma or something but i'm pretty sure it'll just it'll just be me this year we'll figure Man, something out yeah. i think we're gonna try 
So we're definitely going to try to do a show next year. This year with like wedding planning and wedding money, we weren't mm-hmm. able to do because we wanted to do all out, but just ah, the yeah. wet, wedding stuff kind of took precedent over that. Next year, we're definitely going to try to hit up some shows though. Yeah, man. Let me know. I, uh, I'm planning on being more active and mobile like this year. I, I, I guess I took another break. I, I, the first year I was broken back, so I didn't do shit for six months. And uh, I swear you went to an event like every single week this year. I swear. Dude, I didn't do anything from Hammerstein till uh, Las Vegas because uh, I couldn't. I couldn't move. You- to Atlantic City uh, the week after your birthday or after your wedding. Mox uh, and Gage. I was planning on doing that and yeah. uh, had a little bit of – I could have gone just be, and just kind of floated, uh, but I had a little – my buddy that I was going with had uh, to back out, so I was like, ooh, that kind of throws a wrench in the whole – you know what I mean, in my plans. Uh, but, I mean, that is just lost motivation too. I was like not really feeling it. So that, I haven't done shit since your wedding. And before that, I have only did uh, I only did the uh, Vegas trip and Chicago. So I did two Chicago. So it seemed like I did a lot this year because I did the Forbidden Door and uh, All Out within like a month of each other, two months in Chicago. I'm sure we'll see you at shows. <sighs> yeah, and we're, we're I, I, I thought about doing full gear, but I don't think I'm going to do that one. Anybody, you guys either? You, are you no doing, one wants to go to Newark. No one wants no to go to Newark. Washington yeah, house. Uh, yeah, yeah Jersey's. Place. Yeah, so uh, everybody's gonna be disappointed. They're not gonna see me in Jersey, apparently, uh, again this year. Wait, <laughs> was... If it's in Atlanta, we have a uh, Impact Hard to Kill. I'm or not? Was that is that the show Hard to Kill? Is that the one that's coming up? Yeah, when is that? Is in that in Atlanta. January? Yeah, there's like the January. Uh, they're at center stage, so I'll probably go to that. So if you're yeah, in yeah, January, if be, it's in January, I should definitely, I'll definitely be going to that. I think. Yeah. Um, I've just been deciding this month. I'm just gonna take it low until time for um, Russell Cade. I've just been doing stuff locally, man. I, uh, there's this in Asheville. There's a local indie that I'm really big on. Uh, Urban Combat Wrestling. We do. They got some good stuff here, man. It's a bunch of just a bunch of local guys. It's like White Mike. Tell and, them. Tell them to like send me results and stuff. I'm trying to do. You know more more indie results and whatnot, or you send me results. Yeah. Yeah. Give me, give me. Some I can do it. I can. I can. Just remind me. We do. They got a show. They do one or two a month. But I mean, it's just a lot. There's just a bunch of local guys, man. It's the the core roster is just a bunch of local people from the Asheville, Kingsport, Johnson City area, South Carolina. But man, they do what they got's fucking fun, man. Like I do as many indies as I go to. I love these. I love what they do at this show, and it's um. Just a bunch of just local guys that are really good on the mic, that are just captivating, and it's just really fun. So I'll uh, I'll send you some of their stuff, man. I'm hoping to help with them and get them back online. They don't have much online for their product, but it's really good. They do like it's kind of like Battle Slam. It's a rap wrestling kind of thing, where nice. they have like local rap artists and people that come on. They'll do a like a song, and then they'll have matches, and they'll do a song, and they'll have some matches. But um, it's good. Just black owned wrestling promotion in Asheville, and I love what they do. So this has been mostly all I've done the last couple of months is just go to Asheville and watch them. So if you're in the Asheville, North Carolina area, man, and you see an urban combat show, I really think you should check it out. It's fun. You won't be, you won't be disappointed. You won't, you might not know any of the names, but that's fun. You'll be fun. You'll have a blast. I promise. So yeah. there you go. Check them put out. Over my local, put over my local, man, my local talent. That's all I'm going to say. But these guys do good things and I uh, really hope everybody can find them. So oh, send me some results. I'd love to show them some love on Fightful. Uh, Cass, we'll thank it. you as always. You won't well, be back you on the show. 
ever again. You don't need to. I have don't need to way. be. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> buddy. Nobody Thanks, needs to buddy. talk to me. Uh, love you guys. Love you. We love you. Too Everyone, follow Cast. Everyone, check out BodySlam.net. Guys, we'll be right back here on. The- Big shout out, as always, to Cass. We love him, even though he's never appearing on the show again. Another person we love, Hannah. Hope everything is well. Share Delaware. You know our Share Delaware. Hope everything is good with you, Share. You are you are safe and sound. Um, and I will message you, and I'm sure the wife will message you. And again, hope everything went well this morning. Guys, thank you for joining us here today on the show. Uh, let's get the plugs out of the way. Go to FightfulOverbooked.com. I just posted the second to last episode of the series. Deep dive into CM Punk against John Moxley, which seems like it's going to be CM Punk's last match in AEW and potentially last match in wrestling. So go check that out. Deep dive into that, all that went into it, uh, the, the technical aspect that went into that. Uh, a lot of other stuff going up on, on Fightful Overbooked. We get new content daily over there. Go over there, subscribe, leave us thumbs up on videos, all that fun stuff. Uh, subscribe to Fightful Select. Sean's got a bunch of news coming. Go to Fightful.com where we have just news all the all the damn time. Uh, we have Dance Your Dynamite later on today at 3 p.m. Eastern with the great Will Washington. Uh, I'm sure I'll be doing a run-in on that show. That's 3 p.m. right here, youtube.com slash Fightful. Will Washington, Day After Dynamite, reviewing last night's Dynamite with some, some notes and some ratings talk and, and things of that nature. Grapsody is tomorrow at noon. That is Friday at noon as opposed to Saturday due to WWE Crown Jewel. The Saudis have uh, forced Grapsody to move days. I feel Grapsody is more important than WWE Crown Jewel, and I feel like they should just do their show anyway, and Peacock can deal with it. That's Grapsody should be on Peacock is what I'm trying to get at here uh so check out gravity that is usually saturdays at noon it is tomorrow at noon this week i think that is that is everything don't follow me on twitter i don't need more followers i don't want more followers allison did leave a super chat says i haven't seen cody rhodes where has he been since he left his own company aw created with fellow wrestlers he's hurt he had a torn pectoral muscle he's out of action right now he last wrestled at hell in a cell no idea when he's going to come back but when he does come back he's going to defeat logan paul at wrestlemania and then defeat Roman Reigns at SummerSlam. That's the story for Cody Rhodes. He's going to win the Royal Rumble and then go on to defeat Logan Paul and then defeat Roman Reigns. That's what's going to happen with the roller coaster. As thank you, as always, for joining us. We'll be back next week with a new episode of The Spotlight, talking all the world of professional wrestling, WWE, AEW, other which could be NWA. They have a show coming up, allegedly. MLW, they're back, allegedly. Impact Wrestling, they're always running shows. New Japan, New Japan is a big show this week, actually. It's going to be a busy November 5th for me. New Japan is a show. Independent Wrestling, head over to Fight TV, Fight Plus, subscribe. IWTV, subscribe. Use the code Fight Talk, and we'll be interviewing somebody. Could be a wrestler. Could be somebody who just creates some content. We appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Talk to y'all later. Next week. Bye, everyone. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. 
Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.